Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deep Fried Thoughts Podcast, where we talk about all things currently frying on my mind. This episode's guest is longtime friend Vito. Vito and I disagree on just about everything, uh, but we, we love to talk about it. Uh, so I'm really glad that he came down and, and we got to spend you know a couple hours actually getting into some things. Uh, but you will notice, and, and I didn't notice until editing, Vito, is, he's got a lot of information moving around in his head. He's very quick to jump from one thing to another. And there's a few times where I, I got a little lost in the dust and didn't realize at the at the time we had moved on. But going back and editing, I you know, I picked up on a lot of it. So just as an explanation, that's what was going on in my head a few times. And uh, sorry about that, but I, I hope you still enjoy it. I still had a great time. Uh, but anyway, if you are listening to this, you are an audio listener, which is great. But I just want to remind you that we are up on YouTube and Rumble. Just go over there and search for Deep Fried Thoughts Podcast and we will pop up. We've got episodes, clips, and and all different things up there and I'll continue to update that uh, throughout the month uh, for each episode that we we upload. So that's another option for you. If you do like it uh, over there, please feel, and if you feel the need, please please uh, make sure you subscribe or, or share with a friend. That's how we grow and I appreciate it so far. Uh, we've been doing really well over there, especially on YouTube. So thank you for all the the listeners that have gone over there and supported us. Uh, but anyway, without further ado, here we go. Deep Fried Thoughts, mmm, the best podcast. Deep Fried Thoughts, don't worry, we're working on a better intro. All right, dude, so welcome. Good Hi. to have you here. Isn't this fun? It is fun. <laughs> um, sorry to bring you over here in such a distance and, you know, a terrible rainy day, but I'm glad you made it. It was good till I hit the border. Yeah. Yeah. Pennsylvania Switch. people, as soon as it rains, they're all like, how do I drive? See, that's how we explain New Jersey drivers, though. That's funny you say that, because I've never really accepted that anything Philadelphia or PA does is, is wrong. I'm going to crack this open, by the way. Crack it. Yeah, I don't know. They're just all in the left lane, and they're not passing anybody, and they're, like, mad at me for trying to go somewhere. All right. But cheers. Cheers. To the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. One of six. Fun facts. It's mm. good. Yeah. It's the 1910. I tried this and they have a 1920. It's a little bit much. It's good. But this one was a little bit more subtle, which it, it's good. But anyway. Um, so, dude, what's new? What's up? Uh, Not much. Still alive. That's fun. That is fun. That's fun. That's been going well. So the well, the first thing you said to me was, "I'm off my meds." I, <laughs> I just said, "I yeah, I." Everybody has a drug problem, and uh, you know they give you meds, and then they're just like, "Come back in a month." I don't do so great in that month, you know. And also, they make money. I sell some. Yeah. I sell drugs. Um. So yeah, yeah. It's just you know I I'm one of those ADD people. And I don't have a lot of energy when I'm medicated. I'm very focused. Was this for ADD, the medication yeah. you're on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baby Do you coke. mind telling me what it was? I was, well, this month it was Ritalin. Okay. I mean, I'm not off of it. I just have to wait another four days. <laughs> and oh, then I'll gotcha, be back. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it doesn't last. And that's how I pay my rent. So it's, it's a little that's difficult. Wild. Yeah, it's a I, crazy world. So I just recently got off of that. Did you? Not Ritalin. I was on Adderall. Yeah, there's an Adderall shortage. I had to switch over. So that's interesting. I thought that they were for opposite things, but I know that there was an Adderall shortage because I, in fact, the Adderall shortage is probably what helped lead me to get off of them. Right on. 
is because I saw what a fiend I was acting like. I'm like, what, what do you mean you don't have them? I only have two, three days left. Yeah. Like, and I'm, and I, I didn't even catch myself acting like that. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I'm panicking. Now I'm like strategically planning out my days or skipping a day to yeah. have extra. And then like, you know, or or trying to get it filled a little sooner, telling them like, hey, I lost a right. few. And, and it wasn't even like, that's crazy. It's not something I would ever really see myself doing at this point in my life. But it was... It was like a, I was really just planning ahead because I didn't want to be out of them. That's what it was. It wasn't like I was trying to store right. or take extra. I was just so worried about not having them. And it's funny. I was out in New Mexico, um, and I was trying desperately out here to get my prescription filled, and that's when the shortage uh, had been like th- a couple months in, and could not get it filled. And so I had to confirm on Google and with calling my doctor and making sure that my prescription would still work in New Mexico because it was like I was leaving the next day, and I couldn't. I was driving everywhere. Right. Then I got it to New Mexico, and I finally find a pharmacy that had them, and I go fill my prescription, and it was so weird. The guy that gave it to me goes, hey, do you mind if I ask why you're on these? And I was like, that's kind of weird. I'm, I'm, caught me off guard. Right. And he started asking me some things, and I realized it was like a genuine concern and conversation, and he was just letting me know some risks to it, and um, and it was odd. But I think I, when I looked it up, there's certain states that can talk to you, or they have like a consulting desk right. or something. I don't know. Maybe I went to the wrong spot. Well, New Mexico is a rough place for that. Like the Southwest mm-hmm. and amphetamines, it's it's real bad. Like it's, it's one of the yeah. main ingredients of meth, like methamphetamines, mm-hmm. like Adderall is just amphetamine salts. Well, that was the other thing I realized. I'm like, I you know, I liked meth back in the day right. and I'm, now I'm enjoying it in a, in a different way. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. No, I mean, that's why I call it baby Coke. I mean, if you've ever seen the that MRIs, great it's way exactly it. what it is. You mean like Um, the way that your brain is affected by it? Right. Like uh, Adderall affects the exact same parts of your brain the exact same way as cocaine. It just lasts longer and is less intense. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's it's real crazy. Um, It's just crazy because they like give it to you and then they get mad at you, you know, because sometimes you're like. Because like New Jersey, they had the shortage and I would try to like call a the pharmacy just be like hi pharmacy do you have this in stock and they're like we can't tell you that yeah we can't say that yeah I'm you know like, what my following follow-up question was if if you were in my position would you waste your time driving all the way down there when you don't have gas in your car and they would they would almost always say i probably wouldn't waste my time or something I mean, like that you know i've done crazy shit like that like i i used to drive all the way to central pennsylvania once a month to go pick it up that's crazy. Because my doctor is in central Pennsylvania. Hi, doctor. You're so nice to me. You don't ask any questions. <laughs> Are you worried about saying stuff like that on here? Not really. Come arrest me. I live my life. Because I, I could definitely edit that. Because I, I, I don't want you to get in trouble because of this. You can edit it. I mean, I trust your discretion to a it's, degree. It's up to you. But I've, I've lived my life pretty openly. I don't think... I think my doctor's fully aware. I mean, he must be fully aware of it. I'm on Adderall the same dosage for three years. And I never once went, starting to wear off. Yeah. Like, he must know. You think so? You know, yeah. Yeah, it's funny about the wearing off. Because when I was a kid, I was on, I don't even know, innumerable medications. And some for ADD, some for, like, antipsychotic crap that they were trying to shove. Anyway. Um, but when I was a kid, I don't remember ever getting the dosages raised. And I'm wondering if things changed or I'm just an adult now. Because I was on it for, like, a month. Maybe two months. And I was like... I feel embarrassed to say this, but like the, it wore off. And it's weird because the first night I took it was a Friday and I took it like, you know, say like 11 o'clock. Um, 
it hit me so bad and so hard that I was up for almost 24 hours. Yeah. Everybody went to bed, and I'm cleaning the house. I was like, I can't stay here. I need to get out of the house. I ended up driving to Philly, and I started walking along Columbus Boulevard, and just every pier I came to, I'd walk down the pier, yeah. watch the water. It was a great night. Yeah, no, no, no. But the whole time, I was also thinking my heart was going to explode, and every couple hours, I was like looking up on Google, just making sure like I'm not going to die. And the only thing right. it said was like when you're having this kind of an effect from it, do not touch any kind of alcohol. And that was where all the deaths happened. So right. I was like, I think I'm good. Um, but I just, I never got a warning. Like, hey, when you first take this, right. this could happen. I mean, sure, this stuff's on the label, but who re- labels are everywhere. I, it's like, even for important stuff, I don't look at it. Well, no, I mean, labels are just for, for lawyers. Like that, the exactly. amount of things that are just for lawyers. I've worked jobs that were literally just so that a spreadsheet could be marked off. Like my whole job. Were you like like, just marking it off? You mean no, 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 no. Like I used to. I was I was a manager. What a bunch of idiots! I was a supervisor for an eighty thousand dollar a year security account. I did security. There was no security. They just had to have that marked off in the spreadsheet. And then as soon as that was marked off, Uh. all the lawyers were happy. And I was like, my job's pointless. That's crazy. It was just so the the Canadian shipments wouldn't get stopped at the border. That's as so long weird. as there's 24 hour security, yeah. Canadian shipments don't get stopped. How many how many positions do you think there probably are like that around? Uh, I mean, probably a good amount, especially most, the bigger bigger you go. Most jobs. Yeah, I find that interesting with the amount of people you need to run something because you know, for me, I, I can't fathom. I can only guess what it'd be like to run a corporation, like right. a big business, like not even Amazon level, but just like a big business with thousands of employees. But then you watch, like, Elon Musk bought Twitter recently. Right. And was able to lay off all those people. And it's like, I thought, oh, they're going to be having problems. Who's going to answer? And I had never heard anybody complain about the way that it was functioning. They were complaining about the content. Right. But it's like, well, how is what, what were all these people doing? How do you fire large amounts of people? Like, I, well, I just don't get it. Like, okay. And I don't want people to lose their jobs, but what, what is the point in I a lot do. of this? I want people, <laughs> I do, man. There's no reason to work. There's literally no reason to work. Why? Because we've come far enough that we could easily maintain the level of of standard of living that we have. We could raise the standard of living and still people wouldn't need to be employed. Like everybody could work one day a week and everything would be fine. I think you're wildly misjudging that. So why would – what if somebody didn't want to work? Because, right, I mean, I mean, like, straight up, what if people are like, you know what, I've had six days of lounging around, and I'm not getting up on the seventh. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I don't want to work. I can't, I work two jobs, man. I live Pink Floyd's nightmare. I just move boxes all day. I'm just doing the wall all day. That's all it is, just gray boxes. Yeah, I mean, that's monotonous. That's that's torture to a degree, it, if you, especially if you're sure in your head is. all day and not happy with it or, you know, whatever no, else. No, I'm fine with it, because all work is as meaningless as the next well, job. Well, so... My job, I work on wells. Okay. People run out of water. Yeah. It affects a lot of things. Water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I was to work one day a week, there's no way that the company can maintain. Because, right. well, well, here's the no, thing. No, I don't think, no, because that somebody else can do, like, I just think that people, I don't know, man, people get pushed into doing shit that they don't care about. and that they, The amount of potential. That's lost. That's what we're going to have to pay for in the end. Well, we're I guess what I'm saying is, because I keep hearing a lot, of, this is like a new, well, it's a newly um, popular idea. Anti-work? Anti-work and like being, saying that without being embarrassed. And I don't mean that to insult, but I mean like that would be something you would never have said 
you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, I feel like it's slowly progressively become more acceptable and then people rallying behind it. But for me, it's like, I don't want to work either. Like I have that same thought and I, you know, that's why people play the lottery. That's why people go gambling. They, um, they're, you know, people are just having like a dream of a way out. Like all the guys at work, we always talk about where we're going to retire and what we're going to do It's cause that's what we're, that's like what we're really thinking about. Right. We don't want to be at work, but we're there and we're making the best of it. But I just think that saying that there's a lot of positions that are not needed and then saying that across the board that work doesn't have to happen. It's like, there are many jobs. I would say more than not probably, or maybe not more than not, but there's a, a majority of the jobs in this country would need to run and operate. And that money has to come from somewhere. And that's the thing. It's like, I agree that at this point in time, working the amount that we're working to get what we're getting doesn't seem to add up. And I do feel that. By a lot. By a lot. Like, I work I, two jobs yeah. five days a week and I still have to sell drugs. But it, I mean, what are you doing? Like, are you are you spending like crazy? Or are you like str- no. like scraping to get by? Is this? And I, I say that because some people Monmouth County, New Jersey. <laughs> well, I'm only the asking because some people, you know, they get their check and they spend it right away. Right. They're buying shoes that they saw on Instagram, and then they're like, "I have no money." It's like, well, you didn't need the right. shoes. So is it is it more like that, or you're just not? And I, you know, just honest, right. yeah, right, right, right. No, I mean, well, I smoke cigarettes, which in the People's Republic in New Jersey is very expensive. I've switched to bodega smokes. What are you paying for a pack? I buy bodega smokes, so like six fifty. Like the bag of tobacco? No, like the brand that you have to go to the store. It's now called like convenience store. Yeah. I think it was called American Way, um, and it was amazing. It's amazing. Like the cooler wasn't even turned on. They were like, "Fuck it, it's cold enough outside." <laughs> <laughs> Drink your lukewarm soda pop. Nice. Um, but like you can't find those cigarettes in 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven has too much. Mm-mm. I was thinking like the Indian packs. Yeah. I mean, it's they're called Sonomas. They're not Sonomas. good. They make okay. me cough a lot. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. What's, yeah. what's the price? What are you paying for a pack? Or what is it? What is a regular pack? Like a, Mar- I used like to a Marlboro? Marlboro Red. Marlboro is $11 before tax. Oh my gosh. I uh, know. Dude, when Philly first raised the price, I was like, well, that's about as much as Lucky Strikes, or I'm getting closer <laughs> to Lucky Strikes. So I just started smoking Lucky Strikes. Because uh, it was weird. Not all of them raised up, so I don't know how right. that really worked. But Lucky Strikes were like 11, 12 bucks a pack, like 15, well, no, 15, like 10 years ago. Dude, that was brutal. No. Lucky Strikes gone the other way. They now have filters. They have filters? Yeah. Dude, they... I love the filter list. I, <laughs> I would smoke one of those, like, at least an hour. Like right. anything else, it's like 10 minutes, it's done, and I'm lighting up the next one. Lucky Strikes, it's like, I don't, I'm not trying to die. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's no. It's brutal, like, but I love it. Every time I buy a pack of Lucky Strikes, because you can get a pack of Lucky Strikes for less than $8. Lucky Strikes was like the heroin of that, cigarettes. It's, it's just like, like I just went injected I'm directly just into my veins. Smoking like I'm going to war. Like, <laughs> yeah. cheers, soldiers. You know, it's Let's funny you it. say that. I, I forget what it was. Maybe it was Pacific, or it was one of those war movies that I saw them smoking Lucky Strikes. Yeah. And I, I saw a pack and I was like, Ryan. I was yeah. like, oh, they still sell those. I bought it just to see what they were like. Yeah. I had no idea they were filterless. First time I hit it, I was sitting outside of the bar. I light it up and I'm like, I didn't even look, didn't notice it. And the first hit, dude, I thought I was going to fall backwards in my chair. <laughs> I think that's brutal. But is this frolic beer? This is frolic beer. This frolic. is cut Great loose job. juice. Yeah, very good. Uh, from Von C. Which I'm actually, I think I'm wearing their hat. You are I'm wearing their hat. Their, I was yeah, wondering repping. what that was. Yeah. Frolic is the one who tricked me into changing everything about my life. So cheers, Frolic. Great idea. Is this uh, have anything it. to do with your shirt? Yeah, just a yeah. little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. He dragged me to the first one. And that, yeah, no looking back, man. So, but I think when it comes to the work, the problem is. It's my The Grateful Dead, by the way, for those of you listening. 
Uh, anyway, yeah. The we'll only rock and roll band that ever mattered. Hi, okay. everybody. I quit everything in my life and followed them. It's so much fun. Um, don't let me forget to say something about Dave and Sonia before I leave. I'll try. Miss you guys. Hope you're well. Um, work. The problem with work is just no. Like, I, I, uh, there's this guy who comes to my job every day and picks up all his pile of boxes. And it's really sad, man. He just turned 28. And he has, he has thoughts and opinions about how boxes should go into trucks. Could you imagine the waste of potential in that boy? Do you know what he could be thinking about? Anything. You know what he is thinking about? How boxes should go in a truck. Yeah, but that's that, passionate about your work. No, oh, he's not passionate about it. No, it's not. It's just something that he can complain about later. Fucking idiots don't know how to do this. <laughs> By the way, I'm a potty mouth. I'm a potty no, mouth. Yeah, you're good. You speak right. freely. Yeah, oh boy. That's <laughs> all good. That's where it all went wrong. Yeah. But no, man, it's the amount of potential that gets lost. You know, I don't trust anybody with a college degree. You didn't get an education. You got a certificate. You got a certificate. Like I consider it a brainwashing seminar. I mean, a little bit. I mean, years. I'm sure that there is. Like, there's a lot of great stuff about it. Like, I'm still somewhat thankful that I went to college and I got to, you know, read some of the things. What'd I you did. go for? Liberal arts. What do you know? No, well, it was. But, uh, oh, I was gonna say. Well, that's there. You go. That's why you hate. That's it. what the degree was. No, I went for journalism and philosophy. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot Interesting. Of fun. I, read, I, I ran that. the newspaper for right. a little bit. Yeah, I know my interview skills are off the charts. Um, I carry a tape recorder with me most of the time. Do you really? I, yeah, yeah. I had so much fun last year. I used to last summer a couple of times. I had so much fun. I'd just take a little LSD. And I'd go down to the Asbury Lanes in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And uh, I'd just stand outside by the smokers section and wait for people to come outside to smoke during the concerts. And I'd just be like, hi, I'm here. You're here. Yeah. Your shirt looks great. What are you doing? Well, so what are you, what are you doing with this? Uh, nothing yet. Because, you no, know, people like – that's like this is the generation for that stuff. I know. I know. But um, I know it's it's coming together. There are thoughts and ideas about what to do with it. I have projects I'd like to actually start. Everything takes funding, which is the problem. Um, if you took those and took like 30-second clips of yeah. just a funny little thing and started throwing them up, getting some buzz – Maybe that's all you need to get yeah, the confidence but like to get. Yeah, that's, but that's just it. It's not so much. It's one of those things where I am just doing it for me. I have this project I've wanted to work on for like 10 years. Um, and some of those pieces are really coming together. I mean, I'd like to go across the country and do it. Um, last time I went across the country, I was so surprised and happy to find out how kind people are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You watch the news. They're like, don't go outside. Yeah. There's liberals. There's Republicans. Don't go outside. But I did. And they were all really nice. I got free weed in every state. I'm um, convinced that a lot of this stuff, these hyperbolic points that people are voting for, they're voting blindly just saying, oh, well, I'm a Democrat, I'm voting. And they yeah. really aren't aware of a lot of the things. Now, the other side and where the outrage from me comes from is that they're that's not all of them. Some of them do want the things that they're pushing, and it's and I get outraged about it. I get I mean, scared for where the country's going. Ooh, that was a good burp. Especially with how advanced things are getting. You know, you're, you're, to even have, you know, for me to even be able to have an abil- a conversation with you about not having work and knowing that there is some truth to it says a lot about where we are as, in a, as a country and technology wise. And I guess. <laughs> so I, like I completely lost my train of thought with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's no, just, you're all good. I'm teasing. It's called McFlurry. McFlurry. And I've been hanging on to that bag for a long time. Hi, buddy. You're nice. doing great. Doing good. Um, 
Anyway, I, I lost my train of thought with that. Yeah, but, but the thing is anyway. with the anti-work is I go back to uh, – I'm a reader. <laughs> I like to read books. They're fun. Um, less fiction, but at any rate, I I broke my hip once, right? I, it turns out cars are not supposed to go into telephone poles. Mm-hmm. I was unaware. And uh, I got hurt, and when I was laid up for a couple of weeks, I got a package from these nice people that used to know me. And they sent it to me, and they were like, you know, feel better. Here's a fun hat and a book. And it was the first time. Have you ever read Bertrand Russell? No. I love I know Russell. Name. Dude, yeah. Russell's real good. You should read him. Um, he's outstanding. He is one of the reasons why the anti-work thing will always hold up, because he wrote an essay. It was real good. They sent it to me. It was called In Praise of Idleness. It's very fun, because he, uh, he starts by defining work. He's like, it doesn't matter what words you want to use. All work is either moving or altering matter slightly in proportion to its relationship to the earth or telling others to do so. Now, I have tried. I have tried, goddammit, to get around that and be like, no, work is important. Nope. Nope. It's literally just slightly altering matter in its relationship. Yeah, but if that alter isn't mattered... Everything collapses. We all die. So there is importance to it. That. How would how would I find food? I, I'm not even gonna ask for you. How would I find food? Right. No. 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 I mean, I get that we built the society and we're all monkeys and we have to live with that part. It's but not we that... built a society where even you saying you have these, which you would claim to be a monotonous type of job, are able to. You already told me go across the country, go to these shows, go to these concerts, have this kind of freeing lifestyle because all I, all I keep thinking the more I'm talking with you and every time I talk to you is a very like a freedom you're like a, a, a bird who's you know not in a cage and I feel very caged sometimes when there's I'm talking to you there's a price for being free don't you forget that part but I'm saying that you know not everybody also wants to live like that like for me I did live like that for a while I loved it and work I had a very different thought on work at that point because all it was was stopping me from doing the things I wanted to do but then also it was also allowing me to do the things I wanted to do right and it was like a it was a love hate relationship with it um I think it wasn't until I had a family and kids that I was like settling down and those things are you know fun things to think about but I'm not out there doing them right well I mean no but like and things feel different now like they feel more stable I right. like the Stability, relationship with I'm, my work now i might settle down one day. I don't know. Maybe. And I'm not saying that's the only way. I'm just, right. that's my, that's the only thing I could speak. Right. On. But it's like, so like when I go to work, I'm not an asshole. I hate it. I have such a good reputation. And I'm like, you f- people don't know how much I hate you. Um, <laughs> what did my boss call me? Infectiously joyful. What an ass. <laughs> um, because like I just like last night I got I got so screwed over at job number two. I was so upset about it, man, because I don't complain and I'm super happy all the time. And you know you're infectiously I mean? joyful. It's annoying. Which, it's funny that you say that, that you were upset with that. I laugh because I would if somebody said that you were infectiously joyful, I would agree with them. <laughs> it's we it's like a new thing. People would not have said that two years ago. They would have been like, That guy, you're out of your mind. <laughs> he hasn't smiled since he was born. But now it's just what I do. Thank you, Jerry. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to throw it in as much as I can. There you go. Um, 
But I got screwed over yesterday because I don't complain. That's the problem. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. So yesterday I go to job number two, and they're like, hey, you don't complain. Go do all the things that everybody hates. So first they were like, go and load 53 feet worth of water coolers and don't complain. Go do that. And then I did it, and I didn't complain. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> here's car parts. You suck. It's not fair. Is that, this like different things? That, is this is this like um, <laughs> like the crappy jobs that nobody wants to do? Uh, they're not even the crappy jobs nobody wants to do. They're all fine. I mean, I don't know. They're all fine. I have different standards for work, though. I once worked a job that made me so miserable and hateful that now nothing feels like work. Um, at all. Like now, you can be like, go count the grass in that yard of there. I'm like, yeah, all right. Because it, it's all, it doesn't, I've done my time in Siberia. Nothing feels like work. And well, I just don't complain. Have you looked for anything else that would be more fulfilling for you? I don't think that anything would be more fulfilling for me. I will never be fulfilled by work. Um, there are creative outlets I try to take from just time say, to time, yeah. but that's very, very different. And yeah. like, so the point with bringing up Russell was he makes two points that are very, very good in that essay, which is one that it has already been proven that we don't need as much work as we have. If you look at how this country and England were run during the first and second world war, we know this way of life can be maintained while well, half the population is fucking off in Europe. We know that. Yep. We know that. Are you t- wait, so just to be clear, I want to make sure I'm not missing something. You're talking about, like, during the time when we were producing all of our own materials, right? Like, f- this was like the Industrial Revolution. No, right? no, no, right no, before no, no, that? no. First and Second Wars. Yeah, 1920s, but I, I'm trying to think if the Industrial Revolution happened prior to a, World War II. And when was World War II? Uh, don't tell me. World War II was 1939 to 1947. That's what I'm World saying. War I was 1914 to 1917. So I want, I'm just throwing this out there because I don't know the, the stats that you're talking about, but I'm just wondering because the Industrial Revolution, at that point, we were producing everything ourselves. Right. And when we left, if I'm not mistaken, that's when the women started taking over uh, a lot of things. I wouldn't say taking over, but well, they, they were taking they a lot of those jobs. Some butts, they were kicking you know? some butts. Yeah, seriously. And and I I only cut in because I I don't want to pass this, and I'm curious your thoughts on this. I've had this thought that, uh, and this isn't a term or, or a thought that's argued, and I'm not the only one saying it, but that women don't want to work, and that women want to stay home and be be moms, and that men are meant to go out and work and fill that gap. But in saying that, you know. The opposite of that is now women are being like pushed into the workforce and not having kids and, and pushing a lot of that stuff aside. But that all really started back in the back in World War II, right? That's when women started going into the workforce. And then when the men came back, they had an independence where they didn't need to stay with that man that they didn't want to be with or any you know what I mean? It kind of split up families. Right. Well, no, I mean it's about but, the education and emancipation of, of females from it's just weird to me seeing how this all took place. But I guess the quite the the thing I wanted to get to, I'm getting my own I'm getting sidetracked. It's my fault. I'm sorry. When the men came back and women kept jobs, now you have almost double the workforce. Even if we say not double, let's say an extra thirty percent, which is nothing, but that's also huge on a grand scale. Right. So if one man this is where I start to say like there's some correlation with what you're saying and we can I'm sure we could find some agreeance. Um, or in the middle, is that the fact that one man used to be able to work a job 
and support a family. Right. Buy a house, the car, the American dream, right? You know, we spend a lot of money on a lot of nonsense today, but even just that standard, just a house, family, right. your wife not having to work. You're making having your a own car, money. Yeah. Making your money. But now we have two people working, so that should be double the income. And now we fast forward with inflation and everything else and how it's updated um, over the, the years. And we still have two income families that are struggling to do so. And I don't get that because even one, I couldn't work and maintain our life by any stretch of the imagination. My wife has to work. Right. And I don't even, I look at the numbers. I'm like, I don't even know where I'd have to reach for that not to happen. It's crazy. Right. I mean, I've seen one person pull it off, but that was a generation ago. Um, He also committed crimes sometimes to make that pay off. Because um, there was no other way to do it. He was like, I want you home raising our kids. Like, this isn't even like, uh-uh, if we're going to have kids, you are raising them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, do, you, do you think, or did uh, Russell speak on anything like that? Like the fact that we have now almost twice the size of the workforce and we're all still working these uh, these hours? No, because he, he, was, he was more during the World War II time. He called World War II in like... 1931. Oh, this is this guy's from back in the day. Yeah, a little bit okay. back in the day. He's he's fun though. He's his command of the language is just, <clears throat> and he's been very right about a lot of things because he also said one of the problems was going to be that all of the money in the capital was going to be with people who don't understand work or what it takes to maintain a life. And the problem with that is that then they have all the capital and they make the rules, and the people who don't understand the rules making. The rules for life is a little bit much. It's a little bit. It just doesn't go well, you know? So you're talking about like politics, like I politicians? Just, no, or? but it's just like, you know, it all gets. Uh, so it's like I have a boss. I am somewhat thankful for my boss. He's fine. He's a lot. But he's fine. He's kind. He's kind. He loaned me money to buy my car. I'm so thankful. They're really, really kind people. His mother is just, oh, she's, I just get on with Jewish grandmas so well. I love them. They love me. Um, They're great. And uh, the problem with him is that, like, sometimes he'll, like, make rules for work. But he's never worked a day in his life. Not one. Now, he calls it work. He goes, oh, I work with my head. And I'm like, bro, you write spreadsheets. How old, like, is he? How old is he? That's the problem. He is three months older than me. Gotcha. Never worked a day in his life. Are you He's sure? Ne- he, what did you do before? Oh, I'm positive. Yeah. I'm positive. Right. There's, yeah. Probably, his, there's plenty of those people his out there. Mother, that's the problem, is that those are also the people who make the rules. Those are the people that make the rules. They don't work. I think they about that a lot have. with politicians. Yeah, I mean that. Including Bernie Sanders. Uh, yeah, who couldn't yeah. even work in his commune. I, even pulls in I went door to door for that fella. I got the hammer and sickle tattooed on my arm. I almost couldn't come in. Where? Oh mind. my gosh. That's right. <laughs> I was real scared of getting drafted. So I took drastic measures. Uh, um, no, I don't know, man. I mean, whatever. I'm all about socialism. It works for me. Um, it's not a one party system. If you can't tell the difference between socialism and Stalinism, there's nothing I can do for you. Well, I think, uh, cause we have a one party system right now and it's not working. We do. We do. I think, I think it's a one party system disguised as a two, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's people that are good hearted in there, but no. you know, the strings are not being pulled by them. It doesn't, doesn't feel that way. I'm done giving people the free pass. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. The, well, we don't, we don't, I, we don't give old people respect and we don't give people the free pass. Uh-uh. Done.
Well, the other Done. thing though, but listen, I want to I want to touch back on, on your socialism remark because I'm sure you're aware of how socialism is, socialism has ended every time in the past without without any uh, alterations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One party cronyism has but never worked. Is your thought that this time will be different? No, my thought isn't this time will be different. I'm throwing that down, but you know what I mean. My thought is, and I have experienced it a handful of times in my life, just in, right, like, this is kind of cute, but listen to this story, right? I buy weed. I buy weed from this guy. I'm so thankful for this guy. Because weed is legal in New Jersey. It's not even just legal. It's a constitutional right. I give weed to cops sometimes. um, Because you're just allowed to, and there's nothing they can do about it. Cops can smoke. It's crazy. They can smoke? Yeah, they can smoke. DUI laws are in such a gray area in New Jersey right now. It, I'm laughing so hard. That's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Dangerous. And it's because the politicians uh, didn't do... No, it's not dangerous. The politicians didn't do well, what I mean, they said they were going to do. If somebody's going out there smoking and, and kill somebody, that's what I meant. I mean, no one has to this point. It's been going really well. So like, Oh, what, I'm sure that that's happened. What happened You're not hearing was, about it, but that stuff is happening every day. New Jersey elected a governor, and he's a clown. And they elected the governor, and the governor was like, within 100 days, you'll have legal marijuana. And uh, five years later, we still didn't have legal marijuana. And uh, the legislature had passed bills at least five times, saying, here's bills for legal weed. Just sign it, and it's a law. And every time he said no, because money talks, you know? Every time he was like, oh, we're not ready, we're not ready. So... Oh, I love burping. Um, so New Jersey, being New Jersey, was like, fuck you, we'll do it ourselves. So we passed the constitutional amendment. So now any law against marijuana is illegal. Interesting. It's been well, you know so what? much fun. Because uh, I have first a friend who's a cop and is, she would send me the memos. Yeah. Like police officers didn't know how to react. They were like, wait, where's our probable cause now? How are we going to stop people? I find it interesting that New Jersey decides that a constitution – that is, you know, for their own state is valuable, but the constitution for the entire country is not. No, well, it's just the hierarchy of laws, whether new, you know what I mean? Well, do you know what I mean? Well, I'm referring to gun laws. That is one of the most sh- stricken gun law pl- uh, places on, on yeah. in the country. Yeah, New Jersey. And it's interesting because the constitution, I mean, they are, they are violating well, it daily. Well regulated is a very, very fun phrase, isn't it? Well, the the well regulated part isn't the part that, that concerns me when people want to challenge it. it. The the part that I find to be silly is just the, the shall not be infringed. And what they believe is not an infringement is an absolute infringement. It infringes on every aspect of my gun-owning abilities but if I was in New Jersey. it doesn't infringe on the ability of people to have a well-regulated militia. Well... That's that's well regulated militia would be completely parallel or more if I wanted to than our own than our own uh, the, military. Right, right. But the problem is like those words are just like the fun ones. Like I get a boner for the Constitution. I think the first ten amendments are just like the funnest things people ever did. Boy, that that we took a shot in the dark. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but man? look what it's done for us. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Double Jeopardy. Not a, not a lot. Double, it's done everything. Double Jeopardy is the most brilliant thing. Like, before that, the government could charge you with something, lose, and then be like, nah, let's do it again. We're just going to keep doing keep, it keep until, we until you win. Yeah. No, no, no. Double Jeopardy. Casey Anthony 1,000% killed her baby. There's no question about that. But Florida people got all zealous. 
they went, we're going to do first degree murder because we're going to prove that they could have done second degree murder and called it a day, gotten their justice, but they didn't. Because they wanted vengeance. Is that the, how that ended? That is how that I ended. I don't know. The, I don't there know. Was, the there was no way to do first degree murder. You have to prove premeditation. And that's retarded. You'd you have to have evidence of that. You would, wouldn't you? But it's the only way to get the death penalty. And that's what Florida wanted. Like physical. Um, I mean, they had plenty of physical evidence that she dumped a baby. No, I mean, trunk. physical evidence of premeditation. I that's, feel like just trying to conf- confirm with me what's going on in somebody's head is right. not enough for any jury. That's um, being realistic. But it's the only way to get the death penalty. Point being... Um, First degree murder is? Is the only okay. way to get... Because uh, otherwise, I've watched enough Law & Order. It's depraved indifference. <laughs> murder <laughs> 2. Um, I also watch a lot of Dateline. It's so much fun. Yeah? Oh, I yeah. can't do any of this Oh, stuff. my God. I can't help it. It's so much fun. When Netflix puts out a documentary, like a murder thing, Jenny will, will watch it, and I'll, I'll sometimes get hooked on onto them. But it's, no. it's more than I want to get into No, it. I just want to do one hour... Of people just saying crazy things and Keith Morrison interviewing people. Like his interviews are just the best. I don't want, what's the premise of Dateline? I know it's like, I thought it was a news show. Premise of Dateline is like, it's just, it's all bad. It's like people, it's just murder. It's just a one case. And then for like an hour, Keith Morrison. So it's like, like a real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, like they homicide, have, they interview the interview. cops and all of that. They were interviewing a cop. I was peeing my pants laughing the other day, right? Because I watched it, because I just watched this stuff to see, like, how people act. Like, it's real funny to see how people act when you put a light on them, you know? And this one guy was talking, and I feel bad for people that can't leave, like, their their work person behind, you know? Go be someone at work, and then be somebody outside of work. But some people can't do it, especially cops. And they were interviewing this cop, (laughs) and they say to him, you know, tell us what happened. Like, when did you become suspicious? And he was like, when I was walking uh, up to the front door, um, as soon as I could get close enough to see, I could uh, I could see a woman lying there dead and the door open, and that aroused suspicion. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> and a little bit more than arouses suspicion, I would hope. Because um, you just can't leave your... Ugh, whatever. But, yeah, it's it's just corny stuff like that. People getting murdered, sometimes kidnapped. It's like a very popular thing right now. Um, yeah, yeah. People, people. It's crazy. Yeah. What else he's supposed to latch on to, man? Seriously, what oh. else is there? What else well, is there? I don't. I don't get the um, the comforting feeling that people seem to get listening to like the most brutal right. stories on planet Earth, like or, or some of them. I mean, they're the most brutal things that humans are doing. I just watch it because I cut all of my subscriptions. Yeah. And now all I have is like. The TV, the basic the, cable, the, the satellite, John. The thing that comes on when you're on the internet. Yeah, and it's like, why don't you watch this free TV? Because oh, we have yeah, a yeah. Bob Ross channel, and I'm like, yes. Here's your bravery test. Um, now, why'd you phone. why'd you uh, cancel your subscriptions? I because I have to make it to Missouri and Boston this year. Mm-hmm. I maybe though I can't confirm this. Bought tickets for the last show in San Francisco. <laughs> um, the last dead so show? So I gotta go. Yeah, last dead and company show in San Francisco. So how go. do you feel about, um? Oh, what's his name? Uh, Mayer. John Mayer. Does he play with them every time? So, like, fine. Here's the story. Here's the scoop. Because I saw him live at the Dave Chappelle's uh, birthday right. party a couple years ago, and I 
I love them. People seem to be happy for them. My but... thing with Mayer is when I went to my first show, I had no expectation that it was going to be fun. I didn't yeah. even want to go. It's a, well, yeah, like seeing him and knowing what he came from and then finding right. out that he's in great. It just, there was, the correlation didn't, I don't right. see it. I went and I always have to say, do you remember that time that John Mayer said his penis is a white supremacist? Because I promise you he said that and I can't forget it. Wait, what? Um, yeah, John Mayer is being interviewed and he's like, I'm not a white supremacist, but my penis is. <laughs> real quote <laughs> he also used the n-word once in an interview where he really didn't need to like at all he was like some people say i have a hood pass but it's not a hood pass it would really be a and i'm just like bro <laughs> you're killing me why you're like as white as toilet paper don't say it that's actually really but funny. i didn't want to go and see john mayer at all and i i made a deal with myself before going that there was like a handful of songs that if john mayer even said a fucking word i'd walk out period John Mayer doesn't get to say those words, and uh, I'm at the I'm at the show, and they get to like one of my favorite songs. I've never cried so hard; it was amazing. And I finally respected John Mayer because that was one of the songs. Like, if he would have said a word of that song, I'd have I'd have walked home from New York. I'm not doing that. And uh, when you say say a word, you mean like singing? If or he just... tries to sing a single damn word of Stella Blue, I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Does he ever uh-uh. sing? He does sing, but certain songs he's not allowed to sing. Like he can't sing that. He can't sing Cassidy. Like get out of here. You're not allowed to. Whose well, place is he taking? Jerry. Oh, he Miss is. You, Jerry. Okay, he's playing for Jerry. Um, yeah, he's being asked to do an impossible thing, and he does fairly well at it, and he seems to understand the general idea of it. But what I was so why I emphatically am fine with him is because they get to Stella Blue. And it's like, it's one of the, I think it's one of the greatest songs ever written. It's so good. The poetry is beautiful. I'll have to go it's back and listen to that. amazing. I haven't definitely, have not jumped on the train like you guys yeah, have, but it's I not do a train, it's them. a bus. The bus <laughs> came by and I got on. It's when it all began. Um, well, when it passes by, I enjoy it. When that song came on, John Mayer instead... I was literally, I had my hands on the thing. I was ready to walk. Instead of like going anywhere near the mic, he kept trying to get out of the spotlight. He's like, this isn't mine. Like he kept walking to spots where the light wasn't there. And I was like, I, I respect that. That's pretty cool. He, he, he knows, you know, well, I'm sure he's been getting it. Yeah. Feedback. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They've been, I don't know that nonsense as well as they should. I was, cause I just got on the bus. It's I funny that you guys are like that. some tickets, though, boy. Because, like, uh, what's that guy that was uh, singing Journey songs on YouTube and now uh, is singing with Journey as right the lead on. singer? And, like, they fully accepted it. But he he mimics the man to where you... Yeah. I, I don't know if I could really tell the difference on some of the... If, if it was live. Right. You know, if it was, it was recorded, I've listened to the album so many times, I think I might be able right. to. I don't know, though. So it's funny that they have, like, completely accepted him and said that, but... I think Jerry Garcia has definitely elevated, or his fans have elevated him to a much higher level than I don't even know that. Sometimes it's hard not to. I don't know, man. Name. Whatever. I believe in is that some what crazy it is, stuff because of that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know when I first. That's why I got to go to Missouri because because uh, Bob came to me in a dream. I don't remember <laughs> the dream. I don't remember the dream. I just remember I woke up and I was like, if I drag that bitch to Missouri. Bob will make it worth it for me. And now, yeah, I cut all my subscriptions. I got to go to Missouri, man. Nice. Sunset on the Mississippi River. Best ice cream flavor ever, real quick. Three, two, one. Uh, Wow, it's Jerry Garcia. Ben and Jerry. It's Jerry Garcia. 
No, I like the ones with the dirty sauce on top. You're not a real fan. Yeah, I'm more of a dead fan than you. I know, that's fair. That's fair. fair. I'll see you on the lot. (laughs) You know, it's funny. Wait, when was your first show that you went to with Mike? Uh, first show I went to with Mike was 8-21-21. First show I went to was 8-20-21. Third show I went to was 8-23-21. Okay, hold on. I gotta stop you. What is it with you guys? That's how you name the... I don't get that. No, well, I, it's... When I'm looking up, I have that app where it's right. like every live yeah, recording gotta... of every show, and you search for them by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little autistic, so it's a lot of fun. I know I all the it. dates. Like, I don't get it. It's so crazy. shows, like, 42278 is amazing. 3169 is myself. Oh, well, that's that. the thing. Mike will share with me a, a date, yeah. and then I know to go in the app, and I look at that date, and I listen to that show, and I, I'll save the shows. But some of them are incredible. I mean, some of them I'm listening to, and I'm like, I don't like the way they put this song after right. that. And then some I'm like... It's just perfect. Yeah. So I get that. I get that. And they might sing something a little different or go a little longer on you know a certain part. So I like that there's a community that's strong enough that that even exists to go yeah. to. Um, but I would never put in the effort to do it. So I'm glad somebody else yeah, did. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's like- The fandom is crazy. It's like, how did the one guy put it? It's like licorice. Not everybody likes licorice, but the people who do really like licorice. Yeah. And it's true. Black Licorice Committee. What's up? Are you, dude, right here. I've never, oh, I don't think I know any other one. Oh, no, it's in the air. It's in the air. We're all supposed to be coming out of the. Dude, Black Licorice. Black Licorice. It's so it's underrated. It bothers I, me. I love it. I love it. Top you three snack. You know, I just learned, like, when I started buying some more recently, is that people really into, like, soft or hard. Do you like soft or hard Black mm. Licorice? Because I think I like a more of a stiff, but not like a hard candy. The thing is, stiff. Is I. I used to live a mile and a half from the Twizzlers factory. Is that in Jersey? No, it is not. Where's it is it in the Licorice Factory. I think it's in Mars, technically. It might, it's in Lancaster County. Okay. And uh, so people used to bring me like the freshest black licorice ever. I worked overnight at a gas station and they'd just get off work and they'd just bring me. Just like it was still warm. Yeah, that's cool. So like I kind of got used to that. It was very good. Yeah. yeah. I miss snacks. Dude, it's like a drug. It's yeah. it's so different from any other candy. And I think the pee, it's just too intense and people that's try it and they're I'm like, saying. oh, I don't like this. That's what I'm have, saying. You gotta like ease into it. That's what I'm it's saying. So that's good. the thing. It's the parallels are just unmatched. It's just <laughs> it's like licorice. I didn't mean to go in this hard. It started as a joke, man. So so I bought Charlie so, a cup to get kicked out of my sister's house. Wait, what is and it? Na- I'm yeah. so lost. What yeah. does that mean? That means that when I first moved into my sister's house after my life had completely fallen apart and I was sleeping in an electrical closet for a while, that was fun. Um I got there and I thought my sister was more religious than she was because she always seemed to be. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean to say this bird, sorry, it's all birds and cats. This bird. So I figured if I gave, I was at Target and I found a, a cup, a little sippy cup with the bears on it. I figured that's a good way to get kicked out. Like, let me just be a bad influence and then I'll just get kicked out and then I'll just go die. It'll be fun. And instead, Charlie loved the cup. She started, like, sleeping with it. It was really cute. She was like, I won't go to sleep unless it's in there. And at this point, all she could say was water, you know? And then I was taking her to school a couple of times. She just loved the cups. You know what's so, so funny? Like, put when on the you bear were, song. When you were talking about Charlie, I was so confused. I wasn't thinking about little Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's what threw me so far <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. Because it's, it, yeah. it's all supposed to be birds and cats. It's all birds and cats. This very small bird. Um, yeah. She was just, like, put on the bear song. And that... 
That's it. Ripple is that good. Broke Down Palace is that good. Oh, yeah. So you go to the show, and you're just... Were you listening to them at that point? Is this before or after the show? No, 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 no. By the time I got to the show, it was... I'd been listening to a lot... Quarantine. It's like quarantine in that app. I was listening to like three or four shows today. Was that the show in Philly that you guys invited me to? Was that your first one? That was the second one. You should have went. I should have went. You should have went. I know. We danced through a hurricane. They played the wheel, bro. Do you know where I was? I was sitting right here. Yeah, we, not re- smart. we were recording an episode. I had somebody traveling for like an hour. Right there on. was no way I could. Read I it. drove two hours. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that to somebody. Um, if it comes in Philly, I would love to just go and just kind of, you know, let myself go and enjoy it. Yeah, see, I mean, see what it's about. They're coming cause... through Philly again this year. I don't think I can afford to go, uh, but I'll be in the parking lot. Hi, everybody. Dave and Sonia, I hope you guys are out there. So who's Dave and out. Sonia? Dave and Sonia are these two people I ran into in Chicago, and they're just. They're the reason why I want to keep doing this, you know? And they're, so they're following the band around. They were from Ohio, I think. Um, some some parts of that story are a little hazy. Um, they were from, like, Ohio, I think. And they're just... they I Because I don't sit in my own seat. I refuse to sit in my own seat. It's like 17 shows. I haven't sat in my own seat once. Because um, I tried to find them at the first show, but I raw yeah. dogged some mushrooms in the parking lot, and boy, did they kick in quick. So I was like, ah, I just don't know how to find my seat. And this guy just, like, tapped me on the shoulder and was like... Bro, I've been coming to dead shows for 20 years. I've never sat in my own seat. Just find a fucking seat. I was like, thank you. And then he's like, here's some free stickers. He's a real nice guy. So I never sit in my own seat. So I make it to Wrigley Field. And I go in early. Just plot it out. And I just feel it. I'm like, I'll know when to sit down. Sit down. And like 20 minutes later, Dave and Sonia come and sit next to me. And they were so excited that I was there. I looked ridiculous in all fairness. I had a sock full of rice. (laughs) For what? Because it's a rough trip, boy. And uh, I had a sock full of rice because my phone, like, turned off. I was screwed, man. I had, like, a $1.98 in Chicago, and I still needed to make it home. And I just, I thought my phone was wet because I was walking in the rain. So I tried to f- put it in rice to fix it. And as soon as I bought the rice, my phone was like, I'm on, which was nice. And then I just had a sock full of rice because my sock was wet, and I thought rice would dry it. It did not. <laughs> it did not. So I was just walking around with this sock full of Right, it was amazing. And Dave and Sonia, they were sitting next to me. Dave was so happy to be talking to me. He's just telling me old stories. And he's just genuinely, like, just how kind. And, like, I had never met this man in my life. And we were talking like we were old friends going back 30 years. He was not on the same drugs that I was on. Because I did. I took, I flew with two hits of LSD. It was so clever on a matchbook. It was amazing. Um, and then I just ate the front of the matchbook when I got there. It was great. <laughs> And, um, you know, he's, he's like, ah, I feel like we've like known each other for like a thousand years. And sometimes people say that to me when I take LSD because, hi, it's just another time around. But he's getting all excited and he's, you know, so happy that we're talking. I was also pretty excited. And I, I said to him, I said, listen, they are going to play Dancing in the Street tonight. I am barefoot. I am at Wrigley Field. I'm not wearing a shirt. They're playing Dancing in the Street tonight. And they did. You know, and they did. And when they did, he just gave me a little nudge and he said, listen, they're playing dancing in the street. You're at Wrigley Field. You're barefoot. You're here now. Just go. And it was the best time ever. And I'm so thankful to them because like running into those people, you're like, yeah, jobs don't matter. You can be kind everywhere. You can just be a person to every person no matter what. 
And yeah, Dave and Sonia. You guys are great. No, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I do get that, but you brought back the jobs thing with that. So, like, you're on this journey, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be more reasonable to say that in your journey that you don't want to work and that you wish there was an a way out of the workforce I, rather than that everybody should do this? Because if everybody did it, things would collapse. Cause, well, I just don't think that they would because I think people have passions and I think people have drive. I think people want Do you think the to... people that are helping run this country have drive just for that? No, but that's my point. My point is that people have this passion, they have this drive, and instead of being able to do that, they get pushed from a very young age not to get an education, but to get a certification that says like the elite approves that you're willing to wake up and do shit that doesn't matter for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. You can work. Instead of being able to pursue those things that could make a difference. I, man, like, yeah, bro, if if I didn't have to work, I do a little bit of every job. I love going into a new place and being like, I wonder if I can do this. Yeah, but some things take. So so then what would happen to the people that that did have to go to school and did spend 15 years in college or whatever it is, like 10 years in, what is it for doctors? Isn't it like another 10 years in college? So I'm saying, like, I don't, listen, I'm not a big fan of doctors, right. and I think a lot of them are a little full of themselves, but it's still important. I might think all these things, but if I'm dying on a stretcher or I'm out on a heart attack, I want one around. Certainly, but, you know, well, I think... Why would they do it? If, I, You know, if they're just risking being sued for things, I mean, why would you even go to work? Because it's like passion and drive. Like, I know people who need a purpose. It's adorable to me. I'm like, what? Yeah, but those people are not most of them. And we need most people working. Like I'm thinking, my job specifically. Like people, people die if they didn't have water. Right. So but like, I've also met people who get a hard on for digging holes because for knowing that. Yeah, stuff. but you don't think that they've just like they're really into it because that's where they're sitting. So like for me, you might think that I'm one of those people if we work together. I'm really into like uh, my phone is full of pictures from work because I'm right. so interested and intrigued in it. But the second I clock out, I'm not that. I'm, that's right. gone. It's done. I am now fully in family, freedom, my, you know, my own personal enjoyments and and whatever's going to make me happy. Right. You know? So like, but couldn't everybody just do 10 years and then fuck off then? I don't know. Why not? Well, that, I don't know, but maybe. Like there's ways around it is all. And I think that it is I would say that's a more reasonable place to start a conversation than just not having, you know, having the option of not doing it. But people don't want to have a conversation. No one knows how to have a conversation. The ability to have conversations in this country has completely atrophied. Well, that's why we're here. And that's a quote from 1961. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we're here, though, because at face value, I hear what you say and I completely dismiss it, like out out in the world. But here it's like. I would never give somebody the time of day if I didn't know them or want to sit down and like and share it with everybody watching right. listening. If you know, anyway, that's why I'm here. E- even though I would completely dismiss that, I want to have these conversations because more times than than I would have ever imagined, sitting here across from me, somebody has definitely changed my mind on something that I thought I would have dismissed that on the streets, but here it's got me thinking. So, but I think that. When you said that, I think I might have dismissed it too much when you said about just not working. But if we're starting at a place of like putting in time and maybe retiring sooner or doing the, I'm I'm more down for that. And I would love to see right. the conversation. But as here's the thing, if we just did that, uh, people might think people might be scared of a conversation like that. And my first thought, and maybe I would assume other people are on the same page is if we change that, a, you know, if we change A, B, C and D fall apart. 
but they're assuming that we're just going to stop working and nothing else is going to be done. I'd imagine that if in a real scenario, everything would shift to where it can support this new way of living. Um, I'm open to listen to that. Right. But the fact that most people in your position are just yelling for the end result, it scares the crap out yeah, of us because but- if that comes, it falls apart. But here's the thing. A lot of people don't, don't have the next step. I don't right. think you have the next step. And I'm not saying that against you. I mean, you. I think oh, it I takes no a answers. very specific person uh, who is, is well-versed in these things, and, you know, more than us, to have that conversation. But I don't hear it being had. I hear the people that want it talking with each other, and I hear the people that don't want it talking with each other. And I don't see the two of these groups meeting and saying, hey, let's have an honest conversation where we agree, you know, uh, can say that we disagree, but let's just talk. And see if we have any anything that, that might line up. Right. And this is just for props. Don't yell at me Yeah, yet. go for it. I wish I had my vote hat. I, li- I literally don't care. Um, um, nobody's home in the house. Wait, the smell can, going going. can I smoke a cigarette? I don't care. Oh, we're, in the, we're in the basement, dude. Yeah. All right. So, like, yeah, man, fine. But I think that I think you're making too many assumptions, my friend. No, I'm saying that that's the, that's the visual right, that people but get like of that. You get these people... clips of somebody saying something crazy. So like, all right, let's be more realistic. You got a left-wing guy saying something crazy to, you know, in the, from the perspective of a right-wing guy. And they say, well, because you just said that, I'm dismissing everything. But I think both people are showing their hands a little too soon. I don't think that there are any hands. I don't well, think the, that there are any hands. I think well, that's everybody... the hand. The hand is that you want, no, you want to not work. <laughs> Which sounds like a paradise that can't be supported, from my perspective. Right. No, it's just about having conversation, man, because it's the exact same conversation that we've been having for 200 years, which is why it's kind of boring a little bit. I have to recalibrate here for a second. Ugh. I guess what I would say is I would, if 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 this wasn't this scenario, if you and I were to meet on the street, right. I think if, you know, you know my politics, you know I'm pretty right wing. On a lot of, th- I'm also pretty left on a lot. Like people, most people don't, unless they're listening to this, don't they might think I'm super conservative, but I'm super freedom, right? Right, and um, I think some conservative values are not free. Um, and listen to more episodes, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But um, if you were to come up to me and didn't want me to dismiss you and actually wanted me to listen to you, I I would say a better way to be a better way to start the conversation would be, hey man, I think we should. I think we shouldn't have to work as much as we do. That is a great jumping off point because I think a lot of people feel that way. Right. Well, because no, and like, don't get me wrong. Don't forget, I'm not selling anything. I'm not. I know. I know. I don't well, even have here. any opinions. I just think conversations can be fun to have. They can be. You know? That's why I love talking with you. Um, like that's all it is. Like I, I don't care what. Happens we don't have next. normal conversations. I don't. You and I. I dropped out, man. You know who I voted for for president? Who? Did you vote for yourself? Old dirty bastard. Did you really? You betcha. That's funny. You know what I did for every other candidate? I wrote in a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm willing to participate, but I'm not willing to choose the lesser of two evils, period. The crazier things get, the more I don't don't really want to argue against so it's like, or blame people for that. It but is hard to have a conversation. You know, I have... I do still vote. I have a bird who... Uh, I know, but one must bear in mind that consistently choosing the lesser of two evils is still constantly choosing evil. And I myself declare that war is over, and I will not choose evil. So... I I will not choose evil. No, sir. I I, I was all about that saying initially, but I don't always view it as evil. I view it as people have evil tendencies to them. That's just inherent, I think, Wait, did you know that phrase? 
Yeah. Oh, where'd you hear it? Ah, uh, dude, I don't know. I'm. I've just, heard that a bunch of times. <laughs> that's real funny. Yeah. Do you know who said it? No, oh, dude. That's that's a very popular old old saying. Old saying, you say? Yes. Mm. The old the lesser of of two evils. No, constantly choosing. Constantly choosing the lesser of two evils is still uh, choosing yeah, evil. I've heard people say that. Okay. Yeah, but the other the the original quote yes right. is very old, but I've heard I have heard people say that. Um, which is point is it, a good point, but. If you really look into it, it's like, what, what do we look at these people's... Like, Trump is hated, right? But the fact that Trump is hated, a lot of the stuff you look into, it's like, this is really BS. Like, if any of us were looked into like this, right, you can create why, whatever perspective you want of somebody. Which is why I don't bother talking about politics, which is why I am trying to just be... You don't get to choose what your Yeah, but politics are going to bring you what you want. No, they're not. Friend. But I mean, that's the only path. Not, not what that's I want, honey. What I want <laughs> is a little bit greater than that. And politics can't even comprehend what I want. Um. So explain to me a little bit, because here's where my mind is at. I want to make sure you're when you're saying these things that I'm receiving them properly. <laughs> the only thing that I, I can fun. think about on that level is like, I'm a, I'm a big gun advocate. I love guns. Not even just advocate. I just love guns. I love everything about them. Um yeah, I enjoy them. I own a lot. I like to shoot. Big part of my life. Sure. So I'm well versed in gun lingo. Let's right. say. I don't know of really any politician that I've heard talk about them that I'm like, oh, that guy knows what he's talking about. I listen to him talk, and I'm like, that sentence literally doesn't make any sense. Like it's it would it would be the equivalent of just taking like five words and just rambling, missing them, you know, putting them together, and then reading that sentence. It doesn't make any sense. So they're passing legislation based on the evidence they're putting forth that is completely like illiterate, and and the way I you know it's illiterate, it comes off as a f- complete sentence, but it's giving a false representation of what they're talking about, and so people are voting based on a false representation. So that is what I'm taking in. That's like the example I can give where I'm watching people vote in and and do things that are going to affect my life, and they have no idea what they're talking about. And yet they are the ones making the law. Is this, is that, does it make sense? Is that like along the lines? Can I ask you a question? You can ask Aren't me all I questions you fun, want. boy. All right, it. the accent's kicked in. We're good. But is that, um, does that correlate? Here's my question. Name a politician you trust. Go. One, actually trust. Actually no, trust. name a human being in your life that you trust. Uh, my wife. Okay, why do you trust your wife? Because I've chosen to. No, seriously, that's it. Yeah, like I've chosen to. Okay. Um, name a politician that you trust. You're not going to get much out of me on that. That's what I'm saying. I so have like, politicians the, that I would like to trust. Here's the thing. I can't, my I can't say being, I trust them, but I do trust them to a degree. So I couldn't just say yes to that in a good conscience. Honey, you know that ain't trust. Come on. We ain't talking about being willing to roll the dice. Well, Fine, I trust we them. all roll the dice. Here's the thing. Here, here's a good example. I said I trust my wife, and I'll stand by that. If something came by that my wife did something, something came back to me that my wife did something that would have broken our trust, my first inclination would be, that can't be true. I'm going to my wife to find right. out what really happened. Now let's look at the politician who I would say that I trust, right, to a degree. If that politician is accused of something, my first thought is never for a politician of, they didn't do that, I need to talk to them, or I need to wait... My first, poli- my first inclination is, well, that was probably possible. 
and I'm, but I still want to wait to see the evidence, but I, I'm not as trusting at that point. I want to hear what happened. Whereas if it was my wife, I'm not sitting there. Oh, well, what's your evidence? I want to go to my wife first. Yeah, you remember? It's it? who I want to go to first is showing. You know, does that make any sense? No, it makes There's sense. There's a difference in level of trust. No, there, no. So, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like so, you, those are a lot of words. If you need a qualifier and, Yeah, but what do I trust them in? Trump, I trust that he does care about this country. I no, I trust that he does care about this country, but he's also he's not like minded like me. So, what I would do if I loved this country would be different than what he would do. So, I I trust that he does love the country and that he wouldn't intentionally do something that would harm me. But I also don't know the guy. The guy is on a different playing field than me and has been all of his life. So, no, I don't trust him with certain things. But I would vote for him and feel confident in it. Have you ever listened to Phil Oaks? No. Why does yeah. that name sound familiar? Is that I mean, an artist? It, one Music would, artist? He's been dead a long time. He was popular. He loved dead guys. Uh, love sometimes. Dead guys. Yeah, no. Well, there are, <laughs> well, Phil Oaks is a funny one. I got a free t-shirt once at a record store because yeah. I bought a Phil Oaks doing? record. Trying not to ruin no, my... I'm trying not to ruin someone's life. I'm moving, I'm moving quicker um, than you. It's all good. No rush. But it's just such a shame that our generation doesn't have uh, Phil Oaks. I was listening to him the other night. I really do like him. He was fun. He was political and cheeky. He was the guy that got those people the the bar scene in uh, Chicago in '68. He played yeah, at that gotta, convention. You gotta update me. Um, but wait, what do you mean bar scene? The bar scene in '68. You remember when? Remember when the Chicago Democratic National Convention happened? The Democratic National Convention happened in Chicago in 1968, and the United States government employed the military to beat the living shit out of protesters on live TV. Because no. that happened. No. It really did. Uh, there's a good yeah, movie about, about it. It's called The Chicago Detroit? 7. Okay. It was good. Uh, the guy who was Borat was in it, and some other people that'll make you go, oh shit, that I guy? Um, but What was it called again? Chicago 7? Chicago 7. Chicago 7, yeah. What they did to Bobby Seals, boy. You gotta understand, though, those movies, I always... I don't no, go no, to no. Movie well, the I knew about the case prior to that. Like, okay. everyone has seen footage of the cops in the blue helmets, just I'm literally... Not, I'm not sitting here trying to try to defend that baton. by any means. No, I mean, no, no, no. Clear. What happened in that actual case is one of the things. Like, there are times where you just have to... What America has strived... What America strives for has far surpassed anything that she has reached to this point. Say that again, I gotta take that in. Dash, Vermont, Connecticut, Royster. That what America strives for far surpasses what she has reached to this point. Because it is hard to strive for, no one is gonna get perfect. I would argue that. I would say that we did reach it. We reached it probably better than what they ever could have expected, but we've now gone and tilted the opposite direction. I don't think you're right. I don't think that you fully see what we were reaching for when we put together those first 10 Absolute freedom. Lines. Absolute freedom. No, liberty, friend. There's, Absolute liberty. There's a difference there, between the two. You're, you're right. So, and liberty says that the Supreme Court can't rule that you have to take, that you can take, be mandated to take a loyalty pledge in like order what? to have employment. The Supreme Court said that. I mean, it was overturned two years later. Because so what would you consider? Has that, has that been? Yeah, that was a thing. You had to sign a piece of paper that said that you were not now, nor have you ever been either a member of or a sympathizer for the communists. Or you couldn't work. They could starve you to death 
Well, because it was if an enemy of the agree. country. Absolutely not. Unacceptable. Oh, they were an Unacceptable. enemy. Unacceptable. They were an enemy. That's not what we reach for, Carmen. No, but we that is an enemy. on that. Do you know why we have a Navy? Because we blew up all the other ones? No. no. Do, you, do you know why we have a Navy? Are you talking about because Libya? Of, no, I'm talking Lebanon. about Muslim extremists. No, yeah, Libya. That's, uh, this, this war of against Muslims has, has gone on No, yeah, longer than the, the Iraq war. Jefferson and the, uh, it was Tripoli. Yeah, the port of Tripoli. But I'm saying it was because of extremists trying to bring an ideology that countered the Constitution, that countered the U.S., the America way of living. It was an enemy. The the communist thought process is a is a direct enemy to our system. Here's the thing, I think, is that, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that you look at the current state of things and you say, if this is what the American dream is, if this is what America is, if this is what capitalism is, this is BS, right? Absolute bullshit. I would say to you, cheers. I agree with you. I agree with you on many fronts that that is BS, what we're looking at. But this is not. This is this is taking advantage. This is crony capitalism. This is a joke at this point. I mean, even politics has become a joke. The news is is a propaganda machine, whether you're on the left or the right. This is how I view the country right now. I don't trust the government. I don't trust the three-letter uh, organizations, the CIA, the FBI. I don't trust the police anymore. I don't trust any of this stuff. But I'm coming at you saying these things as a conservative or as a right-leaning individual. And I just think that the opposite side would be where you're sitting is seeing those things. My outcome, my my thought process is we need to fix what we have here because things could be great. And yours is, I hate what I'm looking at. I want it replaced with something. Is that accurate? Uh, No, 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 no. Um, because we're no. both, do we both hate those things? Do we both feel that way about the government? Um, Are we both untrusting of them? No, I mean, I think that we're just coming from different places. Like, I, I don't, I just say that the way further is further. I don't know what the next step is. I know that cronyism is the enemy of liberty every day. You can call it communist. Like you're, you're missing. Everybody just getting hung up on the words. Words Everyone is. They are important. Words are important. Hung up on the words. They have meanings, as they say. Do you know? Yeah. Oh boy. They do though. Look at you. You tricked me. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have opinions anymore. You tricked me. Not very nice, Carmen. No, but I mean, I was gonna defend it, a position. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> isn't that any? Isn't there any correlation with what I said with the way you think? Do you trust the FBI? Do you trust the CIA that has no, your no, best no, no, interests? No, no, but I never, I never trusted any of them. I okay. don't think so. Maybe I'm late to the party on that. I yeah, no, no, no. And you can never get maybe, mad at somebody know. for when they show up. Like it's. Do you did you ever hear that Hannibal Burris joke? No. When he's, uh, what was I like he? him though. Oh, it was so good. He was like, you can never get mad at somebody for when they figure something out. Like I remember being a kid and watching WWE and seeing Hulk Hogan, and he'd walk out to Purple Haze, and I was like. Mm, who is this guy? This Jimi Hendrix is going to be huge. <laughs> sure is nice of Hulk Hogan to put him on. That's <laughs> you know? actually like, great. That's a great point. Yeah, it's a really, like, I'm really late to the party. But are I think you... a lot of people are waking up right now. Yeah, no, no, no. There certainly are. I had I had this fun experiment. You're going to like this one, right? I had this fun experience. I ended up at a St. Patrick's Day party two years ago. This fella, I called him uh, 
he's just some cat, right? I get there. It's some cat. We go way back. We don't stay in touch too much. But he was a friend of mine when I was 15. You know what I mean? Like, he visited me in a welfare motel. I love that guy. And we got together. And we hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. And the last time I had seen him, I don't drink tequila anymore. <laughs> Makes a dirty women out of all of us, myself included. Um, it didn't go great. So I see him at that this party and I was not drinking for St. Patrick's Day. So I was trying to entertain myself, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit of a character. And, uh, him and I were talking about that cause he, we differ a little bit, you know what I mean? Like he loves podcasts and trading stocks and I'm just like, eh, you know, and, uh, we got to talking about it and he was talking about how he felt like he was brainwashed by the left. He was like, you know, that's how we came up. It was very anti-Iraq war. Like they were the good guys. And uh, a couple of times, like, I caught him. I caught him doing shit, you know? Like what? Well, because he was, his point was that he wasn't... He was, like, talking shit on Republicans, you know? And I was like, bro, like, either wake up or don't, you know? And uh, we did a really fun experiment that night. Because my point was, you can use any collection of words. Like, until something's defined, you're not talking about it. So I said, what's a sandwich? And for four hours, we went back and forth. I feel like because I'd argue the same the sandwich thing too because it's a between lot a of hoagie fun. And, a, and a sandwich. Because what's a sandwich? Is it two pieces of bread on top of each other? I think so. I, do you think so? Yeah. Okay. So, like, when I look at the KFC, so like a wrap do, isn't a sandwich. No. No. Okay. No, it's got to be. It's got to be something placed. So between. a hot dog isn't a sandwich. Between two things that are, are of similar value. So like So a pie. If you got two pies and you <laughs> put some lunch meat between them, I would call that a sandwich. No, but like so, which you... is why KFC can have a sandwich, which is two pieces of chicken with what, cheese and stuff between. But I think that's more of a play on it. That's really pushing it. Right. Like that's my question. Like that's, what that's is a sandwich? It. Because you know, his thing is like what's a Democrat, what's a Republican? Like I've I'm just so over it because I've been talking. I talked about this shit for too long. I knew who the president was every day in my 20s. And you know what it got me? Nothing. I used to write pamphlets, Carmen. <laughs> I used to write pamphlets. I hand them out. I'd stand on the well, soapbox and talk yeah. about it. Yeah, but you know? I think that when people just look at the presidency, all right? Or, the president or, doesn't fucking matter. Everybody knows well, that. Well, that's not, that's not really where I was going at. Um, when you look at it at like the the national level, the tippy top only. I was listening to something earlier today that we focus so much on the top and we don't focus on anything beneath it. It's like we pass by these buildings all the time, and it's like, oh, what is that? I don't know. Well, that building might be pulling in a hundred million dollars a year, but we right. don't think about them because they're not Amazon, Google, Facebook. You know what I mean? They're not Meta, whatever they want to call themselves. Right. But but there's a lot in between that. But so so putting that same thought process into politics is that. Everybody's focused on the top. That's all people want to talk about. In fact, so much so that it's really just Donald Trump and then whoever's you know and and Joe Biden. That's all we hear about. But there are thousands of people below them. Here's where I think your life and voting would actually make a difference for you. Where you should pay attention is just local. Yeah, I think I, locally does affect us daily. That's why I don't vote. I had, uh, and it starts there. 
I had a political science professor. His name was Jeffrey Jusowitz. He was a very, very... He Jeffrey was Jusowitz? That Jeffrey sounds like a stage name. Jusowitz. When I tell you this boy was as droll as they come, he was actually... He's a little bit of a hero of mine. I'm so thankful that I had him. He, uh, he taught one hour, 15-minute class about what to say to a cop when you get pulled over. And it was pretty fucking simple. I think a it lot of people should take that amazing. class. License, registration, proof of insurance, shut the fuck up. Can they get probable cause if you shut the fuck up? No, they can't. Can you get in trouble for not talking? No, you can't. If you start talking and then stop talking, you fucked yourself. License, registration, proof of insurance, call it a day. I'm going to intervene here. Hold on for the listeners because I have a thought here. And in case anybody's thinking this, I want to intervene here. You have already admitted that you are performing criminal actions. All the time. Commit crimes. Right. So... It would appear that you would like that or want to shut the fuck up, as you said, because you want to minimize your chances of being caught in those things. But I just want to be clear. That's not what you mean, right? You no. mean just in general. No, 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 no. I think uh, because the, the I'm not committing crimes. Is trying to make. No, I should it do the same. It doesn't matter whether you do or don't. The point is that uh, respect for the law never made a man a whit more just. Um, and that the police are not here to enforce your rights. Absolutely. You are here to enforce your yeah. rights. And the problem is everybody goes, I took my way out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we found but, we found a like, place of agreement. No, but the reason I brought that up is because I have the same thought process. When I get if if I get pulled over, I have an app on my phone, I, I launch it, and it immediately gives me a thing to record and then gives me a bunch of listings of my right. rights that are very easy bullet points to know. And it says it gives you like instructions on what to do. Um which I like because in that moment, you're not thinking clearly, you're nervous. Right. And Which is why you, everyone should go to a class for it so you know. License, oh, I registration, 100% agree. shut the hell up. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, but a lot of people think, you know, even on a larger scale, it's like they'll hear the country wants to go towards this thing that, you know, passing this bill that infringes on your privacy. And, and I hear time and time again of like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. What do I have to hide? You're- and it's like... You're missing the picture because yeah. what is considered wrong shifts constantly. Right. And if you just want to live your life, then you want to make sure that they're never allowed to see it <laughs> as, much mean, as much as you can. I feel like there's so much distrust in the idea of justice. You know, I'm not going to quote Shakespeare. Well, what, what reason have they given us the trust? That was the point I was getting at earlier, which I think that if you want any change to happen, you have to be able to think beyond politics. And I've been doing this myself in my own little life recently. I've been hitting it real hard. At first it started just I did not have a lot of good examples growing up. And one of the good examples I had, I was just so thankful for because she didn't even know she was setting an example for me. She didn't know until I told her that she was my hero. That, like, she put a lot of my rebellious streak in me. She, this one time, I I caught a wee bit of a whooping for not doing this one thing I was supposed to do. But I did 50 things I didn't need to do. But I did those 50 things to get out of the one thing I was supposed to do. And she kept telling me, like, eh, you're going you're gonna to you're gonna catch thing. it if you don't do that thing. And I didn't. And after I caught the repercussions, uh, she just looked at me and she just went, like, told you there'd be a price to pay and that's that like had such an impact on my life because i'm willing to say things like i sell drugs on something like this i know that there might be repercussions but i'd rather there's 
that's just that's just who I am at this point. But point being, she set like a really good example for me, and I have tried to figure out how to get what I want out of life without politics, without all this nonsense. And uh, I have to just find a handful of good examples. Um, and one good example I followed, this one fellow wrote down a list of uh, 30 principles for adult behavior, he called them. Yeah. And I've tried to jot down a few of my own, and one of them is uh, that you don't know for whom your light shines. So you just got to, you have to set an example of what it means to just be a person. Um, because the people who have had the most positive impact on me weren't trying to have an impact on me. They weren't trying to change the world. They weren't trying to make the world a better place. Just they were just being, being their little old selves. Mm -hmm. And now... You know, authenticity definitely goes a long way. It... If you want to... If you want to make the world a better place, stop trying to make the world a better place. Be just a better you. You don't know I who needs agree to with see you more. it. You don't know who needs to see it. No, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, everybody, you know, especially nowadays, we live in a society where a lot of people feel like they're nothing unless the numbers, you know, quote unquote numbers, say that they're something. And I mean like social media likes, followers, right. things like that. We've, we're chasing these adrenaline rushes of like numbers, right? And that's that's what our value is. Um, for a lot of people, right? You, are, I don't, I don't put you in that Hello. camp. I look at you as you've completely let go of that, and I have, I'd say, in the past couple of years, let go of that. But it's driving a lot of people, man. It's it's sick. You'd think, think, but I think. Have you ever? Do you read plays? Uh, this one might I, be fun. I have do you some play. I have some playbooks upstairs that I've read, like little portions, like a couple acts, but I've never read the. Whole have you read Bernard Shaw? No. Oh man, I I would be so interested to hear your honest feedback on Man and Superman. So interested. I only reference that aren't I fun? I only reference that because there's this great scene in Man and Superman where uh Don Juan and the devil are arguing and the devil makes all these points about how bad things are, you know. Man's power isn't in his force of life, but in his force of death. You know, floods and pestilence aren't enough anymore. Now we have guns, you know. And devil makes all those high and mighty claims, you know. And Don Juan just goes, boy, if man could hear you, he'd never be so flattered. You think, you think you're putting him down. Man, taking him at his own valuation really makes his day. I don't. I don't like that's why I talk to everybody. Even like I see people with like political stuff on their stuff and like I, I don't know about politics. I vote for Wu Tang Clan, you know? I don't know. But I talk to everybody because I just don't believe them. They're like, yeah, get the Mexicans out. And I'm like, all right, Terry, what are you really trying to say? Come on, buddy, let's just talk it out. I'm wearing colors. Let's you know what I would really say if I was saying that? Let's hear it. I would think that I'd want that I don't think my people are, are, being valued enough. I don't think that, I think the things are being taken from us and I, I want us to do better as a society. Yeah. Yeah. I that's think that a letting very foreigners in and then giving them different rights and making life easier for them than it is for us is inappropriate and wrong. And it yes, hurts us I further. Think, I think you're being treated poorly. I think your value has been but so I very specifically missed. worded that 
so that you understood that we have some correlation in our thoughts. Right, right. But like, that's what I'm saying. So like, I have started a program to adopt old people. <laughs> wait, 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 you've, what did you do Can for I that? pee in your house? You could pee, we could take a pee break because I'm kind of there. Bre- Let's so take a badly. pee We're going to do a double pee break. Thank you. Pee break. All right. What were we talking about? I actually was trying to think of that when we were coming back yeah. downstairs. Uh, let's see. We were talking about individuals doing their part versus large people. And you were talking about people oh, right. in politics having shirts and things. And yeah. all of that. It's like, um, yeah, if you want to change the world, you'll never change the world. But like I've done just like little things. And like just those little acts of kindness will do more than the politics don't control the world. The fact that people aren't kind to each other controls the world a little bit. It de- well, if- I think it definitely affects a lot. The, the reason I brought up like the likes and, and follower counts is like um, on the same level. I think that, you know, everybody wants to, if, if somebody wants to change the world, a lot of times they think they need to make these huge moves. Right. And there's a time and a place for that. But until you get to that time and place, you could start small. You everybody, could start by just being kind to the person you you pass in the grocery store. I mean, you know, little things like that. So, like, me and this one fella, this one cat, because it's all cats and birds, he, uh, I was telling him about the invention of tie-dye, right? And the invention of tie-dye is just, like, a funny, silly thing that happened. And he was like, isn't that funny that the world was once so gray? All you had to do was paint your fucking shirt to stand out. That's all you had to do. Paint your shirt a little bit. And, like, I do this thing. I I dance every chance I get. I love to dance. And it seems to me that the world's so stiff that all you have to do to change things is just shimmy your shoulders just a little bit, you know? I'm about as stiff as they come when it comes to No, dancing. it's it's a lot of that stuff. I was too, actually. It's funny. I was too until the Chicago show. And it was, I was gearing up for the Chicago show. And I was, man, you should have seen my dance moves last year. Boy, they were bad. I went to the one show with the one guy. And he uh, he said, the whole time, I wasn't sure if you were dancing or trying to hold me up. Because I was just <laughs> finger jives the whole time. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I was getting ready and I was trying to like practice dancing a little bit because I promised myself I was going to dance. Because have you ever seen the movie Jojo Rabbit? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. And the line, we dance to let God know we're grateful for our lives. Like I took that to heart. Hmm. And uh, I was getting ready for the practicing dancing. And I was going to clock out to go on break at work. And I was just nobody. There was no music playing, but I was just I was trying my best. And the one lady was looking at me like I was crazy. And the other lady noticed that she was looking at me like I was crazy and that I noticed it. And she just looked at me and went, don't worry, keep dancing. I hear it too. And that was that was the moment. Like that little mm. act of kindness. That lady didn't owe me shit. She didn't have to use her voice in that moment. But like that comment, it's, it's real funny. My best friend, one of my best friends, I'd say, sorry, asterisk, um, when we're out and like having fun, sometimes like I'll sh- just be being me and people look at me like I'm weird. And he always, every time he gets a chance, he's like, bro, don't worry. I hear it too. Like, just do it. <laughs> you know, like it's become a thing. Yeah. And it's just those little acts of kindness that you don't need to do. You know, I was at a party recently and this lady was talking about a sandwich she remembered getting from a Wawa. <laughs> She's like, I remember getting this sandwich. Like, I got this sandwich. This person made it. And what struck me as funny is 
She was like, it was so good. Like, I'll never forget it. And I almost walked back in there to tell the person how good they did. But I thought that would be silly. And that blows my mind because if they messed up your order, you'd be stomping in there all hot and bothered. But you won't look silly to go in there and tell somebody that they're killing it. Can I play devil's advocate on this? Because I thought about this a bunch. Go for it. In order, you know, talking back about work only being the changing of one right. thing to another. Thank you, Russell. If a sandwich is good, it's good. Nothing needs to change. If it's bad, you need something to change. And I only thought about that, and I know that sounds very stupid or silly, but I was wondering forever, and I still wonder, like, why is there so many negative comments on places, like on Yelp, and not enough positive? Right. I think that is the thing, is that people feel inconvenienced to have to go back and make the change in order to reach the happiness that that product was supposed to give them. And that's maybe a simple way to say it, but... Two things, just because I'm me now... Um, there is no way to have music playing ever so slightly in the background, right? What do you mean? I mean, I really love how conversations go during dead shows. People sometimes like run into fucking walls. It's hilarious. And either way, I'm autistic. Um, <laughs> is there any way to just like put it on so mildly, maybe even from a place over there? You judge the level. I think my, my brain will flow a little bit better. And I thought it was worth an ask. And two... I think you're missing the point. It's, oh, you actually want music, you're saying? I'm saying, is there any way oh. I can just play a dead show from very quietly over there? It won't... Whatever we played would be picked up so much on the mic. That's what I That's what I was curious, just <laughs> if it was possible. If it's not technically possible, I'll live with that. I can um, make it happen, but it would interfere with... with the all right, that's interview. fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Bum, bum, banana. Um... We can listen afterwards. I just, what's my thing? I'm this year, I'm determined to let my autism out the door. Autism! Everybody keeps trying to make being human a disorder, and I'm just letting it out the jar. <laughs> Do you regret calling me yet? No, not at all. Damn it. No. Uh, listen, I knew what I was getting into. I, we've had, we've talked about this stuff for, for years yeah, now. We've known true. each other for a long time. A long time. We've worked jobs together. Oh yeah, we have yeah, you I think about you sometimes when I sit down on are these ones or the dark ones? I like those. I like those when you first came in. No, nothing you're gonna no, show me is gonna good. be better than those. All right. I got these yeah. This, I like yeah, those a lot. They're great. It feels like you, uh, it vibes with you pretty well right now. Sometimes it does. Um yeah. yeah. I think about you when I sit on the floor, because sometimes I sit on the floor because I'm like, gravity can't hurt me down here. <laughs> Dash Carmen. Um <laughs> No, man, I don't know. I think everybody is one little piece of encouragement away from from being where they're supposed to be. Like, just there's man. not... I've yeah. only gotten encouraged so many times, but I've seen how easy it is to encourage people, how easy it is to just throw mm-hmm. out a compliment. I stop some lady... I try to stop somebody every day and just pay them one little compliment, you know? And, like, I adopted this old person. I adopted this old lady, this old bird. She's been struggling. She's having a hard time. Um, just with how long life is, you know. Her uh, her kid just went to college. And that was like the only thing she was holding on for. She's like, well. her kid. I, right. She's like, I have to, this boy, her it's son. my boy. Like, I got to keep going for my boy. 
And, you know, she's really struggling. She almost committed herself, man. I was really moved by that. Like, I I really like this lady. Her and I, her and I apparently go back a long time. Like 10,000 years or something. I don't remember. Um, but we go back, you know? When you say committed, do you mean, like, into an she institution? She almost committed herself into an institution. Okay. She wasn't doing well. Okay. And she's great because her and I have been picking each other up on, like, bad days. Like, if I'm having a day where I kind of want to be cranky, she's like, well, isn't your belt buckle cool? And I'm like, thank you. All right. I guess it's not so bad. You know? And I throw... She's the best. I throw little compliments her way whenever I can, but you have to earn it. I'm not just giving it to you. (laughs) And then Friday, I gave her a little doobie, and I was just like, you know, I took the time to feel silly and say, I don't know what's going on in your life, Mm -hmm. but I know you have some bad days. Have a little bit of a Friday on me, and don't forget I love you, you know? So you don't have to change the whole world. Just... Everybody can be kind. It's really Actually, easy. you know, the first thing you actually said to me before you told Uh-oh. me you're off your meds was you complimented my shoes. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. man, we're all. Just, that just popped in my head. Use whatever words you want. We're all just scared mammals with hair and nipples walking on a <laughs> fucking random rock floating through endless space. So, you know, at the end of the day, cool shoes, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. There, there's often times where I'll think. I guess the closest I'll ever get to your mentality in my daily life, you know, as far as, is any of this worth it? And I think that from time to time. But then I, you know, I'll have the voices of others enter in sometimes, and sometimes it's the voice of me or past experiences that let me know it's okay to keep going. And I guess the reason I'm bringing that up is you seem to have heard that and thought, yeah, what the hell is the point? I'm going to do what I want, right? You've let your freak fly, as they say. And and your love and life. Often for me, I think about not myself in those scenarios. I think about other people. That's usually what gets me back on track when I'm when I'm depressed or when I'm having a hard time. It's it's. I don't know if any times when I am feeling down that I think about well, what can I do to make myself feel better? It's usually other people that pop my mind. Do you want to have a really interesting podcast? Listen, you can go for it, Carmen, but bite the bullet. I'm telling you that bite that, the bullet. No, I want you to find absolute directionless. <laughs> Listen, anything I've I've done LSD a bunch of times. Oh, you me? have, or, or acid, or whatever's on there. Yeah, I'm telling you, I am. I am. Any conversation you want to have about LSD or acid, I could totally have about my mentality on it and things I've learned from it. I'm totally down, but I'm not ready for a journey like you that. Don't, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Come on, boy, but the bullet. <laughs> All right. It's I'm worth a shot. I'll, I'll be honest. No, no, it's, it's worth a shot. I've, I've done that many times. I've gone, you know, anyway, I've been on the opposite end of that. I, I'd say at this point in my life, I find what you have in there, I find it elsewhere. This, no, that's going to sound I mean, corny to you, but honestly, I find it in, in my relationship with God and, and church. Right. No, I mean, I'm not telling anybody Which how is, to get yeah, to no, where they I know. You know what I I'm mean? I'm just sharing with you the fact that that is kind of what's replaced that for me. Right. No, no, no. That's fair. Not kind I, of. It really has. I love burping. I <laughs> am getting into this argument with this old bird. Yeah. Because I refuse to excuse myself. Fuck you. It feels good. And I am goddamn sick. Of having to say sorry for things that feel good. You know what burping feels? Great. It's relief. Do you like burping? I do. It's really nice, isn't it? It is very nice. Instead of saying excuse me, I say gross. I acknowledge 
that it's unpleasant. See, I don't even think it's unpleasant. Well, no, it can smell unpleasant. It can be unpleasant to some people. I acknowledge that you know other how you people... Watch a, you know why people watch pimp popping pimple videos, <laughs> right? It gives my... them relief. Yeah. I get, I get a little bit of relief watching you burp. That's how I that's Yeah, how I like that, we shouldn't... I don't think it's gross. Uh, we shouldn't say excuse me for that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm tired kidding, of that. No more excuse tired. me. Yeah, and you know what? And why am I blessing people for coughing or sneezing? I'm done with that, too. I Well, I say jobless now no, because <laughs> you keep your God, I'll keep my job. There you go. Oh, Carmen, aren't I fun? No, I'm having a good time. I'm sure I don't even know what people are thinking listening, but I, I can't I hope imagine a good time that they like are. If they've made it this far, cheers. You're probably washing dishes or doing something else. I have jokes. What jokes do I have? My adopting old people joke. It goes like this, right? I think that we should adopt old people. And I said that to somebody recently because sometimes people get fucked in this life and they work a job with me, right? And I just refuse to be bored. I refuse to be bored. So I always start somewhere, you know, with the one kid. I was like, could your grandfather whistle? And he just didn't know what to do. He's like, I just want to move boxes. And I'm like, nope. Did your grandfather whistle? It was fun. But this one guy. Oh, fuck. Where did that story start? Grandpa whistling and you never want to be bored. I never want to be bored. Oh, I said it to this one guy. I was like, yeah, we should just dodge the old people. They have benefits, you know, pay half my rent. I'll put up with you. And he was like, well, we yeah, have to have... Yeah, there's a Netflix movie about this that doesn't end very well. Dude, that's the thing, is he was like, we have to have uh, no talking policy because I can't talk to old people. And I'm like, boy, you missing out. Like, I already found a way around it. Because what I would do, as soon as I adopt an old person, first thing i do is i pick. I pick a place in the world to be racist against with no reason whatsoever. That's what I do. Like, for me, it's Greenland. Right, and I just talk about how much I fucking hate Greenland and all people from Greenland all the time. And at first, like the old person's like, "Ha, ah, you feel a certain kind of way about that," <laughs> you know. And then, like, they they take it upon themselves. They even do a little bit of research, and at some point, they just come up to me and go, "You know, I looked into it. Maybe you're." Looking at these Greenland people the wrong way. It's consuming your life. You're you're so angry about it. I don't think you should be so angry about people from Greenland. And I just go, Dorothy, you're so close. Like, you're so close. Just a little bit further and you got it. So let me ask you this. Are you doing that because it's just like life is, is a joke and you're entertaining yourself? No, I'm doing it because the only way to tell the truth is to tell a joke. You know, I got this one bird in my life. She's fucking annoying. Every time I tell a joke, she's like, that's a really good thought. And I'm like, I don't think you got the punchline. <laughs> Give me an example. Thought. Do you got one? A joke. No, like that last one. Okay. Like I said that one. And I was so like, like isn't a that long, a good joke? And she's like, no, like, that's a really good thought. Yeah. Like that's it's a nice thing. Maybe that would be a nice thing. Like I uh, just whatever. I'm not trying to save the fucking world. I'm trying to amuse myself until the end. You know? Yeah. So you mentioned God earlier. What um, did I? You did. May I smoke two well, cigarettes in your house? You can, you can smoke whatever you want. Enjoy yourself. Are you sure? I'm I gonna, want you to be comfortable. You're a guest at my feel home. Bad about it. Listen, if we were upstairs hanging out in the living room, I'd say something else. But we're down here. Nobody's. It's fine. All right, You're sorry, fine. everybody. I've decided to have fun. What I'd really love to do is take one. Would you like one? I'm not going to take. I appreciate the offer. Is it because you know you could look that way I, the whole time? <laughs> just go a e i o u. No, I'm good, dude. It took me a long time to get off cigarettes. It was funny. I I, believe I it. I smoked for years, 
quit, then started smoking to get a break at work because the only way I can get a break because I thought it was BS. Like everybody else is breaking while I'm working, you know, the, the right. kitchen by myself because I don't smoke. So I started smoking. <laughs> then, you know, because it's BS, I should have gotten into the same smoke breaks that everybody else got. Um, then I stopped. Then I stopped for years. And the guy I was working with in the trash truck, I th- I'm sure I've told this before, so sorry. But um, yeah, I was smoking Newports, which I was always against <laughs> anything menthol. Yeah. And he was smoking them so much that I would clock out and I'd be like, what I didn't know at the time was I was craving a cigarette. And I was like, what the heck? So I started bumming one and buying him a pack a week to smoke one every yeah. couple of days. And then I'm smoking half his pack in a day and I'm buying him a pack at lunch. And then I'm full on smoking again, right? And I'm, then, I'm, then I'm smoking two packs a day and then constantly coming home. Anyway, it, it's crazy how it ended. It ended the day I bought a Jewel. <laughs> I bought a jewel and I thought I'm going to go like an hour or two hours, whatever I did. It was like a small amount of time. I, I said, I'm going to have enough self-control not to smoke a cigarette for this amount of time, which was like, I'm literally like an hour and I'm only going to smoke the jewel. So I hit the jewel over and over and I'm like literally just like looking at it for oxygen. Right. Right. And then I light, I'm like, all right, an hour went by, I made it. I light up this, this Newport and I go to smoke it and it just tasted like the jewel, but burnt. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. Like, I could taste the burntness of it. I've never noticed that a cigarette is burnt. Yeah. And it ruined them all for me. I've never been able to enjoy a cigarette since. But I did get heavily addicted to Juul and <laughs> was buying a few Juuls a day, yeah. which is kind of crazy. And then um, I had to just break it. It's oh, taken a lot. It just feels so good. It's all God good. Damn, so as much as I like your cigarette, as soon as I took a hit of it, I'd hate it. I bought yeah. a cigarette, over the, a pack over the summer, and I... There's 20 cigarettes in a pack, right? Uh, 19 of them must have been lit and thrown at the window before they made it to my lips. The first That's one I fair. hit, and I was like, I wanted it so bad. I'd light it, and coming from Jewel, or like, you know, like a, a fake cigarette um, to a real one, the the burntness killed me, dude. I couldn't touch them anymore. So I haven't smoked in just over a year now. Not a single cigarette. I'm I very am very happy. happy for you. I Thank tried you. to quit a couple of times. Actually, this year is my 20 years smoke anniversary. Yeah? Yeah, I've been smoking Smoke-a- for 20 years now. Wow. Yeah, All right. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I know. It's terrifying. That's not even not even half time my life. Flies. That's more than half my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah time flies, man. Well, if capital T I M E. The way I look at it is probably not Oxanen. right. How you doing? <laughs> The way I look at it, if it if it brings you some joy in the moment, it's it's probably hurting you a lot less than a lot of things in life. So. I just figure that you have two choices: you can die skinny, old, and boring, or young and fat with stories. What about and, young and uh, thin? You're young and skinny. I keep being told that it's just because I like uppers. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh boy. You the like uppers? I like real place, pizza. Huh? I like pizza. Yeah. No, I mean, I also like pizza, but yeah. For, I obviously like pizza a little bit more than you, if we're yeah, being honest. You yeah. have more of an appetite. I, <laughs> I have issues. I have issues. I think the thing is that everybody's got problems and everybody's got stories. Feel whatever way you want to feel about guns. We all got problems. I feel the way I feel about being fucking hungry, and I think it's unacceptable. You feel the way you feel about guns, and you feel it's unacceptable. We all got problems. Where can we come together? Get over yourself, for God's sake. Well, we can come together in, in little ways. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Thing. So dance at the goddamn grocery store. <laughs> Compliment someone's shoes. 
everybody looks silly to somebody for something. So you might as well look silly with a smile on your face, you dummies. <laughs> I think of a lot of it is internalized, though. As a lot of us, as we, you know, we, we have embarrassments and we have um, just, uh, what's, what's the term? Why am I drawing such a blank? What's do you know the difference between farther and insecurities further? really? Yeah, yeah they're insecurities the worst out the, in the world. The wazoo, as they say, it's it's kind of a problem for yeah, a lot of people. It's a problem it's, for a lot of people. It's a fear of being authentic. There's nowhere to go, but that problem isn't new. It's yeah, like but who I doesn't keep... want to be accepted? Who who wants to be alone? Everybody's afraid that they're not going to be accepted if they dance in a grocery store. You know, in in your yeah, lens. but it's like where see the problem isn't why don't you fit in the problem is where do you fit in? Okay, like I was talking to this lady, man. She's fifty and she's only been to New Jersey and Virginia. Do you know how big this backyard is? Sometimes it's New Mexico, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you know, but like, do you know how big this backyard is? I do like Some New Mexico. lady in El Paso made me a sandwich, bro. I was just smoking a cigarette on my car, and she was walking by, and she's like, you want a ham sandwich? <laughs> just about to make my husband one. I can make you one, too. Yeah. All right. Her and I clearly didn't agree about politics. She kept telling me I should move to Portland. And I take offense to that, damn it. It was the hat. I would assume she's super left at that point. She was super right. And she and told wa- you to move to Portland? Yeah. She was like, I know your type. You do great in Portland, Oregon. Because <laughs> Portland is about as left as you can get. Right, I think she was trying to tell me to get the hell out oh, in the right. nicest way possible. Um, but she made me a sandwich. Some little old lady who didn't know me. We can all be nicer. It's my only point. Hi, Wesley Oxon, and we can all be nicer. <laughs> my point. No, I, I agree with you, but I think that's I where think... it starts. Whatever you want to change politicians, fuck changing politicians. No, I agree with that. Change but then, your neighbors. If you look on a larger scale, though, these things do exist. They only exist because they don't exist the right way on a small level. Be kind to people. Let them right. be fucking weird. You can't ask everybody to be weird and then not be willing to shimmy your shoulders in the supermarket. So where's That's the limit? unacceptable. There is no limit. Well, there has if to be I limit. was an eagle, I would dress like a duck. Let me let me move more clear about what I mean by the, the limit. <laughs> Letting people be weird. Where's the limit with that? Because right now, I don't know if you're aware of this, there is legislators actively pushing to make pedophiles a protected class in California. That is as of this week. I accidentally touched a button. You're good. Did there's it change no anything? No, you're good. No, there's definitely a button. All right. Would you, Sorry. I mean, do you agree that that's okay or disagree? I'd imagine you disagree in pedophiles being protected citizens. I don't have opinions about that nonsense. You got because- a, listen, you got a niece that you love. Yeah, sure, man, and there are bad people everywhere. So do you think that she should be protected by them? You gotta have opinions. I think that it's actually funny that you bring this one up, because I'm going to somewhat segue and tell you about an interesting person I once knew. But wait, before we go into that, I want to hold you to this. You have to have some opinions. I get that you want to be more free, but there are certain opinions. I... I would say more or less that you want to not have an, have to have an opinion on everything because in today's society you have to have an opinion on everything. And when right. I say I have, don't have to, opinions. I mean you're expected to. No, you have to. But we do. I got punched at opinions. a party once for right. not having opinions. But we do have opinions. You just don't ha- feel the need to have an opinion on every single hot button issue. No, I just don't. I for the most part don't have opinions. Like my okay. philosophy. You live in California. Your niece that you love and adore, who I love and adore. Is is 
put up against this the legislator, right, that wants to make pedophiles a protected class, which directly endangers her life. Right. Well, Do you have an opinion against that? Let me segue to this interesting Wait, story. Wait, listen. Yes or no on that? Let's just... I want to clear the on air that, on that. I don't have an opinion on that yet because I haven't gotten the story out, but in due time, my friend... Listen, if you don't have an opinion on that, though, I have to assume you're on the side of pedophiles, which I know you're not a pedophile. No, I... Do you know no, what I mean? Like, you don't have to assume anything you I'm choose not that. to. I'm you assuming may. that. Let me tell you a story about a pedophile I knew, right? I knew this guy. He drove for Beacon, which was a company that makes me laugh all the time because they once fired someone for calling it cardboard because you weren't allowed to call it cardboard. It's recycled, corrugated material. And uh, this one guy, he worked there. He's a little bit weird, but whatever. He's whatever. And uh, this guy comes in after him and goes, you know, that guy's on the list. And I was such a little baby back then. I was like, what do you mean he's on the list? You know, he's like, no, he's on the list. Like his his case went all the way up to the Supreme Court. It's very interesting. I felt bad for him because the Supreme Court ruled against him. And I disagreed with that. What was his case? His case was this, that during a New Year's Eve party at one point, he gave alcohol and showed pornography in the viewership of a 16 and 17-year-old male. Um, and where his case became interesting is... So like he's at a party and he, he plays was, porn he, on the TV. The party was at his apartment. Okay. And these two underage males were in attendance and he gave them alcohol and pornography was played. There was absolutely okay. no evidence that he touched anybody, that anybody touched anybody, but that's enough for you to do that. And he was convicted, and he did his time. And after he had done his time, while he was on parole, already charged, already convicted, then Megan's list becomes a thing. When he was convicted, the rule was, you're on a list for 10 years, and then you're off the list. Megan's list changed that. Now you're on the list for life. They tried to put him on the list for life. And he said, no. When I was convicted, the rule was this. And there's the that clause in the Constitution. You know, ipso... Uh, no, uh, yeah, ipso facto. You can't prosecute... You can't make a law and charge somebody for breaking that law before it was a law. Mm -hmm. And he lost. And that's not fair. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when he there's was a lot charged, more I'd have to have a question about that. Was, right. You know, because when you say, when they say that he gave somebody alcohol, when I hear that, I'm like, well, what is, I've been to parties where underage kids have been there and there was just alcohol out and some underage kids made their way right. to the party, got some drinks. And then, yeah, technically you could charge that guy and say, so there's that, that I understand the reality of it, but also at the same time, that person is responsible for what takes on no, no, their no, house. No, sure. But the point so. is, is double jeopardy, the no, constitution, the brilliance of it. So like, how does that correlate with pedophiles being a particular? Being class. a protected class is that everybody the New Jersey fucking weed smokers are a protected class. But weed smokers don't rape little kids. Yeah. And there is I'm no not... consent. The kids can't consent. Come on, I you know. got how you got I know where you think <laughs> on this and I just want you to say it. I know, but I won't I won't validate your opinion by agreeing just for the sake of agreeing, just because it's more comfortable. Like like I said, yeah, but like how are you, you gonna get anywhere if you can't actually tell me how you feel? What do you think? I Come on. love all of this. Great fucking job, Carmen. Sorry. Um, there has to be lines and points. And there have to be lines and points. And there, there can be. 
there can be, but until there are, I don't really think you can be up in arms about people who are like, oh, right, well, there's no lines. Like, well, I, there's no lines. Do you remember Larry Craig? No, here's why I can. Because I have two kids of my own. I have two kids of my own, and this this whole groomer thing right. is a real thing. No, the, really... world, the world's an insane place, and there are people that do bad things. Right. No so, one is denying that. So that's why I am involved in politics. If I didn't have kids, I probably would hate all of it. But I have kids, and I think more about them than myself at this point. Hey, Carmen, guess what? What? I ain't got no kids. I know you don't. I don't. But you have a kid in your life. Yeah, no, 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 and that's fair, and I have... I mean, but here, let's break this down, let's break this down, let's drop everything and, like, really look at this. On a serious note, we're talking about somebody that wants to actively say it's okay to take... And I know who you're going to be thinking about, but think about a little child that's in your life, whether you're listening or you or me. Now, you want to tell me that you would sit aside and not have an opinion if somebody was like, hey, if nobody wants to argue with me, I'm putting forth this bill that allows me to be a protected citizen, which means that my kinks, my perversions are validated by the law, which means that I have more freedom to perform these acts that I want to perform on an unconsenting child. You can't tell me that you don't have an opinion towards that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound pleasant. It's it probably sound pleasant. not a good idea. It isn't a road I would want to go down. But not I vote probably. In my local elections. But not probably. I'm talking about that is a real thing right now. That's actually happening in California. Yeah, yeah man. And like the straw man fallacy exists everywhere. Right. You know? But if you're talking about wanting to do good for others and wanting to help others, I don't want to. I just want to be the example I wish I saw in the world. Right, but you can't have both. No, no, no. That's 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 it. So then what do you want out of, out of life? I want to be the example I wish I had. But if it's not authentic, you talked to me earlier about being authentic. I never used those words. I said, I, okay, I said authentic. Uh-huh. But you alluded to it. Do you want to Did be I your have? authentic self? Dancing in public when you feel ready to dance? Saying the things that you want without a filter? I mean, when I want to dance and when I have something to say, I don't think you know this, but most of the time I don't have anything to say. It's a problem. I have a hard time keeping in touch with people on text message because I'll go to text somebody and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have shit to say. Doodaloo. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I, I use that as an no, extreme, expecting everybody, you to answer differently. But That's what I'm saying. Like Everybody wants to say, it's okay for me to be a part of this game because I promise you I have something so bad that I can bait you into the game. You can't beat me, bait me into the game, bro. I'm on the outside. Yeah, but at some point you are a part of the inside too. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing my part. I'm staying in my lane. I'm in my place, going my pace, and I'm being demonstrative of patience. Name me one good example of patience that you have seen. One good example of patience? One good example of patience. I, I can't tell if you're arguing against patience or not. No, patience I'm arguing for patience. Patience, like... It's, How about choosing a wife? Choosing to... I know. <laughs> sleep with a date? You're, I, don't, I don't know why that's... The I know this I went, cat... Patience is great. There's this one cat who makes clarity. fun of me because he says that I have my own version of live, laugh, love. Because I always say patience, pace, and place. Mm-hmm. Like those are the three things. I, those are the three things that I'm choosing to make my life an example of, or at least striving to make my life an example of. Like have the patience to start something when it doesn't look like it's going to work out. Have the patience to trust yourself. 
have the patience to pump the brakes and remember what you're doing and not all the words. Go at your own place. And, like, place matters so much more than people think. Like, I tried to live my life in a part of the country where that wasn't going to work. I really, really tried. I put everything into trying to be the person that could be in that place. And I couldn't be in that place, man. Find your place. Find your place. For some people, it is Nebraska. Go to Nebraska, people. Check it out. Let me let me ask you this, then. Let, let's change the, change the direction of my questioning. Your mentality of, of the way you want to live life, we can acknowledge is very different from most, right? If need be. It's very different. Says and you. I'm not saying good or bad. Right. It's, it is different. You look at you look at most people. How the hell would I know? When you drove here, you drove past thousands of homes of people living a different lifestyle. I take your word for it. Okay. So watch my ambivalence, motherfucker. <laughs> um, oh man, I forgot where I was going. There's a I lot of thoughts popping in my mind. Yeah. I do that to people sometimes. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's oh, fun. No, though, it's isn't not it? just you. I'm bad with it. It's fun to watch. What people don't know how to have a conversation. It's at what point the, oh, here here's where I was going. At what point is the lifestyle that you want to live okay? Like it, there has to be a line where your lifestyle will eventually start affecting other people against their lifestyle. Do you think that that's okay? Uh, you know, it's funny that you say that. I uh, I knew this guy he came into my life in the funniest way. It was like I decided to put my freak flag up. And within three weeks, I found, like, two of the most important people that will ever walk into my life. One, the self-described most random Polish dude ever. That was so funny. And then this other time, I picked up a hitchhiker in Asbury Park. And we're, like, best friends. I love that guy so much. I picked him up at random. I just had a feeling to do it. And uh, he wants to be famous. And I was like, I want to write a Wikipedia page. Let's play. <laughs> so at first we, uh, he, I was like, we're just going to do it like it used to be, you know, like just follow an example. I don't need to be original. I have no interest in being original. I'm going to just do what somebody else has done. Fuck it. Like, go ahead, be original, you know, but it's dumb. So I was like, let's start a society. The society we started it was called the In The Way Society. And the whole point was, I don't want to make a determination of right and wrong. Just if I see wrong, I'll get in the way. That's it. Like, I used to do a lot of Instacarting and ride bikes, and people would honk at me. And at first, I was like, ah, I'm so scared. Why'd you honk at me? You know? But Is now, that a food delivery service on a bike? Sometimes. Okay. It, like, just delivery. Yeah, just delivery. Okay. Um, and also Instacart in somebody else's car. That was fun. Instacart's a weird world. I like being a part of worlds that most people don't think exist, though. Point being is that after a while, I stopped even hearing the cars honk because I'm like, I'm not in your way, idiot. I'm in everyone's way. Why are you taking it personally? <laughs> I'm in everyone's way. I'm just going the other direction. I'm sorry. Don't take it personally. Maybe that connected. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Whiskey. Hi. I'll be honest. If I didn't see the connection. I didn't so see let me ask you. I'm looking start? for more of a yes and no. I started by asking, are you okay with... So there's a lot of people that want to live their own life. And they want to say that they are void from having any responsibility of, of other things. But 
in reality, if you want to live your own life, sometimes that parallels with somebody else's ability to live their own life. And that is, and there is a need there for a line to say, yeah. Hey, your freedom, this free bird lifestyle that you live is now starting to croach on my free bird lifestyle, as, as you put it. I did not put it that way. Well, just my my I, cho- I know. my choice. I know, I know. It was your choice, but so, you said as you say. Okay, I just so to correct you on that. Yes, what I I'm saying as you the, say is you're right. You're right. You're right. I was wrong by that. So, what I would consider you living as more of a free bird, eventually that can cross over and affect my life. Sure, but uh, do you think that's okay? I know because see, because right before I met the hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. It was the random Polish dude, and he instilled this philosophy in me that I love so much because I just haven't found a way around it, which is don't interrupt me. It's that simple. If I'm not interrupting you and you're not interrupting me, then hi, that's fine. You so what be- do you do when they do? When they interrupt me? Yeah. Uh, I You have to keep going. You do have to put your foot down. Like It has to be one of those take no shit, do no harm kind of things. So um, what about the opposite? When do you put that down? Or when when um Why, when do you I, feel like your lifestyle encroaches on um, yours? No, I mean to this point I've done what I can to not interrupt people, and I am like cognizant of that yeah. um, when I when I pass through places. But for the most part, I I would be hard pressed to find a place where I've interrupted anybody lately. Like you can go in front of me at the grocery store. That's well, fine. I wouldn't I'm look at you rush. as an individual. I would look at you as a collective of people that think like you. I don't think that you that get to collective. do that though, because I can't be responsible for all of that. I get to be responsible for one life. Right. It's this little old. But life. the things you're calling for require an abundance of but people. What am I calling for, Carmen? I ain't call, calling for nothing. No I'm work. just trying to be. No work. I'm going a back little to little example of. I get it. How it can be, man. Like here's how I view. It. Can I be completely blunt with you? Uh-oh. And know that I love you no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean that. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I didn't drive out here to be on a podcast. Tell I'm... me how wrong I am or how right I am. See I see you as somebody that I've I've known for a long time, and you you have recently been through some serious hurts and pains, right, in your personal life. Sure. Things that I'm aware of, right? Do you think that a lot of the way you're living now is a reaction to that? And that you have found this very unorthodox way to find happiness at any means necessary to the point where it has become not so as as means necessary. It's more of like a, it's just happening now. You're just living every day to your fullest potential and just looking for self, like self-seeking your own personal happiness. Because I see you as being happier than past times when I've talked with you. But I'm wondering if a lot of that is trying to cope with and I don't want to put your business out there, but a lot of the personal things you've dealt with, you know, um, is any of that correct? I mean, I wouldn't, cause I have a follow up question if that is the case. I would probably just disagree with some of the language, you know, I mean, cause I'll also be honest, you know, I mean, obviously everything is connected to everything, you know? Um, but I wouldn't call too much of it a reaction. I, I've worked really hard in my life way before this to like, my thing is I just don't allow reactionaryism. It's not good. I don't do passive aggressive and I don't do reactions. So it's something you fight against. It's something I'm like, it's, it's in there at this point, you know? Um, and I would also 
I don't know how much it has to do with self-seeking, you know? Like, when I did the crazy thing I did when I just fucked off and followed a band, um, I spent as much time thinking about my little niece and my nephew as I did thinking about me. Like, I almost wanted to turn back. I didn't want to do it. My God, I couldn't start a fire for, like, three days. I cried myself to sleep every night. I was so cold. I couldn't start a fire. I didn't have anything I was supposed to have. But I was thinking about my niece and my nephew, and I was thinking about how much time I wasted going, wish I would have been around in this decade, wish I would have seen this decade, wish I would have seen this decade. Like, you don't have to wish. You can go find it. Like, like the information, because obviously when you say the decade, you're referring to something very specific. And I you're saying wish, you could find those specific things? Like, you can, you can make the world you want if you're willing to go chase it. Like, I'm sorry, it's not going to just sit in your lap. And that's no, a bummer. It's a you. bummer. Um, so, like, I would just disagree with, like, the self-seeking part because I'm really excited, like, when my little niece grows up, anytime, she's like, ah, wish I would have been around this time. That seemed fun. I'm going to be like, no, girl. Like, you know you can go find that. You Nebraska's got a weird time situation, you know? Like, you can... You can go find the thing that you actually want once you narrow it down. It takes a long time to narrow it down. It's a lot of work, you know? No, I agree with you. In fact, it took me a long journey of living more a lifestyle like you're living to realize that what I really wanted was a family. Right, right. And that's where I ended up. Yeah, that's what I wanted this. I didn't end up here by mistake. I really um, was calculated. It's, uh, you know, everyone's like each other. More often than not, we find the path we're supposed to walk on by walking on many that aren't built for our feet. Paraphrased, but dashed. No, I I get it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that guy's real good, man. You should read him. I meant to bring you a copy of it, but I couldn't find my copy. What was the book? It's called The Myth of Sisyphus. Myth of Sisyphus. Wait, by uh, Sisyphus. Wait, say that again. Sis- Sisyphus. Okay. Why does he, it sound so familiar? Is that an old philosopher? He's, uh, yeah. No. 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 He was the uh, Greek Titan, punished. <laughs> I probably learned this from God of War. He was <laughs> punished sad. by Zeus to have to roll a rock up Mount Olympus every day and then watch it roll down and then he to had to walk up. down and push it back up. It was all very meaningless. Yeah. What a punishment, huh? And I go to work five days a week. So I find my work fulfilling. I know I keep bringing this back, but I find my work fulfilling. I, I know, know. You think you're going to get me on this one. but No, it's not about getting you. It's just I think what I'm really trying to show you is that there's alternate views of life. And that no, I, if everybody adapted yours, we would fall apart. But I, I don't want everybody to adapt mine. I just wanted to show that a conversation can be had because like, you know, and then I said, well, why can't we just work for 10 years? Like everybody proved like you shouldn't get paid for the work you do but for your willingness to work. What if, if we, what if the, if everybody, what if the end goal, wait, hold on, what, what if the end goal of that was that we work for 40 years? It's very, very different. It's, but impo- would you look at that as a positive step or would you say no? Yeah. We no, talk, Cause that goes back to the Casey Anthony thing. Would you want only to go done. for first degree murder or do you, would you settle for second? No, degree? I would, I'd work for that. I'd be willing for that. I've been working on the book since I was 16. I'm almost at the end. But How the other now? thing is, I'm just is that I'm in my 32? Are you 32? No. No, no, no. Are you in your 30s yet? Yeah. <laughs> I know you're younger than me. I just can't remember where you're at. <laughs> Do I really just sound like a 20 year old? No, you don't at all. But um, I just wanted to make sure I'm not. No, I'm off. in my Jesus year. I'm 33. 33. Take me. <laughs> it's um, funny you mention that. 
Yeah, you know what's really funny about it is that I will go, because I am such a head, I've fallen so far down the dead hole. Uh, I like to listen to the years for how old I am based on how old they are. And the one year that they play no shows is 33. I'm like, you motherfuckers. What do you mean 33? That's how old they were? That's how old, like, Jerry was 33. They do six shows that year, period. And they just start trying out a new album. But like, that's not what I need. That's, I don't know. It's like, that's not what I need. Like, I like to go through the years and be like, okay, that song has a lot of struggle in it. 32, this is how you've seen the struggle. Okay, okay, yeah. You know. And I guess you're picking up on this from the live albums? From what's what's the name of the album for people listening or live shows? No, the the app is called Relisten. That's what it is, Relisten. And they have all different live shows. Is twenty three hundred ninety eight shows? Yeah, yeah, and counting free. Not counting. No, they're not adding anything else. Dead shows. That's where it's at. Dead and Company. JT New York. Let me buy you a beer. I emailed him once and asked him if I could buy him a beer. He never got back to me. But I'm so thankful for that guy. He still goes and tape shows. Like, thank is, that for, the, is that one of the guys yeah, that's doing J, this? Yeah, JT New York still goes to shows and tape shows. Is that and, the only guy that's putting those up there? No, 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 no. Okay. Lots of people do it. Like, lots of lots of shows have taper sections. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards have a, have a taper section. I love them. Um, yeah, no, no, no. They're great. And they also, they keep with the tradition of just letting the shows go up online. They don't sue the people. They even carve out like a little section near where it will sound good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's... See, it's there's a, there's a, this weird thing where you got one person that wants to fight it constantly, and I always think back on the war on drugs where like... it's and a never ending, It's a never-ending battle. We didn't win yet. It's a never-ending battle, and then you look at like the other group that is just like what you're saying, where they like, all right, we're never going to defeat this. How can we co-mingle? How can we coexist? Yeah, I mean, but isn't that what we it's have to do? It's not always available I, as an option, but in that case, that's interesting. I said it to somebody. It's so weird to me because I tried it really hard to break from the example that was set for us. You know, like I used to be an asshole to kids. Be like, they're always on their phone with the TikTok and I don't understand it. You know, the same way our parents did it to us. And I've really like broken from that. But like I was talking to this kid. Because again, don't get stuck in a trailer with me. I'm so sorry, people. I won't be bored. And we were talking, and he's like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 33. And he's like, my God, I thought you were younger than me. I'm 26. <laughs> and, like, every, oh, everybody's so uptight. But I was talking to this one kid, and he was 29. He's just so depressive when he's, like, looking out at the future. He's like, yeah, everything's over. Everything's over. And I'm like, yo, it's not over yet. <laughs> Like, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. I know we're not going to win. What do you mean, we? The people who are like, no, it's life. I'm not here to further someone else's goal. Like, it's just... Well, then, well, then why not... Let me ask you this, and I, I wouldn't expect you to, to agree with this, but why not None of my choose... answers are coherent. Whiskey. No, why not choose, like, um, something different? Why, you know, like I was saying about the, the 10 years of work versus the 30 years or right. 40 like, years. Like, I'm willing to have an actual conversation about it. Like, yeah, I would gladly be able to say yes if you tell me that i proved my 40 years worth of work no matter what work it was i proved my 40 years of work fuck you pay me to live i'm down i'm so down do think? i think that i've so earned it that person that that does that say they say all right i'm ready for the the f you pay me money right right what does that life look like 
Do you think that life should be and able that, to be like, hey, I want to go travel the world because that's expensive? And or do that, you think that is, life is also where we come to Russell. Because Russell hypothesized in this essay that the problem was is that if people spent all this time working, people won't know what to do with leisure. And that's true. Like, it took me a whole well, summer. I'm sure we'd find plenty of things to do with leisure. It's about who's going to pay for that leisure. No, man. No. We wouldn't. We would right find now, ways we to have. pass time. Yeah, but, and that is not an improvement over passing time by going right. to work and sweating for somebody Do you know else. how I see this being possible? I mean, I'm going to throw this out there as somebody Let's who doesn't. It. And you could just say, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. The amount of money that gets allocated to all these things that don't affect our lives and are affecting other countries, right? From American standpoint, the amount of taxes that are taken from us. And then you just willy nilly just throw out billions of dollars to this, these, you know, to the Ukraine war or to whatever else, these things that don't affect us. Right. And I'm sure some of that's opinionated, but I'm sure we could find a lot of things that money's going to, that is not hurting or not helping society. And yet they're looking for more things to support, more money to allocate towards these these idiocies. And one of the places they tend to, to like to go to is our retirement funds, our Social Security. So if a lot of – if government was to get smaller instead of constantly trying to grow, then all this tax money could be going towards lowering the retirement age. Why are you in in the life of of a, of a or why are you no, no, reaching no, the point? Wait, something... Why are you? Why do you have to reach the point where you're unable to truly enjoy it to when you can retire? Right. A lot of that stuff does piss me off. It's like why am I why am I waiting to retire at an age when I'm just hoping to like live to where I can walk around my house still. Right. Right. I, I mean, and, and I know that's probably exaggeratory to a degree, but it's not far off from that for most of us. You're talking no, about like ha- working all your life to have. 10 years, 20 years of somewhat living, right? Right. I don't like that. But a lot of that number is based on the fact of how much money is put into it, right? So why not have more money subsidized into that? We subsidize everything else. Uh, Right. No, I mean- I just think a lot of it's nonsense. Sure. But I guess what I'm saying is like social security isn't good enough for me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not a- Why is that? So That's not not a cohesive enough enough retirement plan because it's a joke run by jokes who were joking the whole time. Son, it is 2020. But these are a lot of outlandish claims. So listen, I, I want to know what do you think- your lifestyle should look for you. So we're, we're let's say well, we're, we're let's go on the same thing. For? Let's go on the forty years. You work for forty years, like I proposed. Sure. Your forty years is up. You, you know, you hit the lot. Your your lottery ticket. You hand it in. What do you think life should look like? I think. And can you choose to work more to to have more money to do more things? Now that second part would make it more interesting. I would say if you yeah that second part makes it more interesting. Because um, it's like, hey, I, I'm, no, I'm retired the, now, but I want to go do these things. We'll go work a little bit. The the funds could be there. I think that I just hate poverty, Carmen. I hate it so much. I'm so tired. Well, we certainly have enough on this planet to eliminate it. Yeah. So, so what causes it? I would it? like to do that. What, it's greed, certainly not work. Greed causes poverty. Greed makes us compete against each other where we don't need to compete against each other. I'm like not, who? Do you mean countries but, against countries? No, I mean people with money against people without money. The only true I'll oppression. be honest, I don't think people with money really think much of us. 
I know that they don't. Have you seen what conditions they're willing to let me live in? But I don't think they think about us. I don't think they're thinking, oh, let him live in that condition. I don't think they're thinking of us. No, no, no. I know. And it's been too long since I we think just... they're t- separated from life. Like you were talking about earlier, having these people right. vote in laws and they have no idea what's going on. I think they're those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, I don't know, man. I always like to think of it as a pendulum because it's all bigger than us. Like we're just we're just here now and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a pendulum that swings back and forth. Like at one point unions were so strong that like they became a bad thing and then it flipped back the other way and now unions aren't strong enough and people have terrible working conditions and now it's it's gonna swing back the other way. Like Do you I'm, think perfection is possible? <laughs> Cuz I don't. No, that's the I'm dumbest idea front. I've ever heard. <laughs> Because um, no. socialism to me seems to be a path towards seeking excellence, a path People, towards seeking paradise, but I don't see it. I don't want paradise. I am fully a believer that life would be better if we were all damned. If we were all just like, we're damned, so we have to make what the best. What do you best, mean by damned? So we have to make the best out of what we have here. Do you mean damned on a spiritual sense or I damned as. I am. Well, let's go into religion. Let's go. Let's 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 change the conversation a little bit. Let's play Jesus. Before I even ask you anything, uh, or before I even tell you any of my positions, you know, you know some of them. What are what are your thoughts on God? Do you do you believe in God? Do you does God affect your life? Is you brought Jesus with you? <laughs> what I never this? leave home without him. You know what I call him? The Holy Roller. <laughs> there you go. The whole that's uh, funny. The Holy does he, Roller. Does he watches over up? my joints. Yeah. Oh God, you can catch him. <laughs> Ready? He's fast. Yeah. He's... yeah. The only roller's fast. He's here and then he's gone. Do you really carry that with you <laughs> yeah. all the time? Everywhere. Whenever I roll a joint, I pull him out and he watches the holy roller does preside. Interesting. <laughs> well, obviously my first thought is that you believe that, and tell me if I'm wrong, it, it seems like you look at religion as more of a joke. I do suppose that I would be hard-pressed to find another way to look at it. I have my role, rule of three, if you're interested. Yeah, go my for it. My rule of three. It's your rule of three. There's, like, three things that, like, if you believe it, like, I just, it's so hard to have a conversation with you. You know? One, if you're like, yeah, the world's 6,000 years old, that's it. I'm like, oh, boy, no. If you believe that in order to appease your God, you have to mutilate the genitals of children, you're out. But who says that? The Jews. Yeah. Are you talking about circumcision? I am talking about circumcision. It is the mutilation of the genitals of children for uh, God. Do you know that it also brings forth less infection? Um, No, no, no. There's a fine fine amount of reasons why one might mutilate the genitals of children. Um, But also, I'm just like, no. And uh, if you... If you believe the sun revolves around the earth, you're out. Those are the the sun revolves around the earth. Yeah. So like flat earthers? No. Uh, do you know that the... I was, I, I was thinking I was going to be three for three, but I was one for three. No, no, no. So it turns out, you know about Mecca? I know of Mecca. Oh, you know of Mecca. And you know that every year Muslims make a pilgrimage to Mecca, yes? Mm-hmm. Do you know what they do when they get to Mecca? No. They pray in a circle around this rock seven times. Do you know why? No. To simulate the way the sun revolves around the earth. <laughs> All right. 
Boy, I'll get we'll you see. a telescope. I can prove things otherwise. This is not the place where we're going to have a conversation where I'm going to defend anything Muslim. Oh, boy. The, the, the Quran in and of itself contradicts itself to the point of being written by a buffoon. Yeah. I and mean, I'm not afraid know. to say that. Have you ever read John? I don't care. What, the book of John? Yeah. Many times. It has some contradictions there itself. It also I've, has a lot of totology, which one must be aware of at all times. I will say this, and we can we can go on this on another time, but I would say that I believe the Bible has is a perfect book. Is a perfect book that if pulled out of context, sure you can make it appear to be certain things, but as a whole, I believe it to be a perfect word of God. No, and like that's fine. Like I will say I have read it. I once heard from somebody that I admired and that the only thing more boring than listening to a Christian was listening to an atheist who hasn't read the Bible. And I, I stand by that. Like, I, I'll i take you on at your own text. Yeah. You know, have you read The Age of Reason by Thomas Paine? No. Uh, then you're doing a disservice to this country you claim to uh, to love and respect so much, sir. So what, what does he think? Dom- Thomas Paine is he's one of America's original sins. It's a fucking tragedy, man. He wrote Common Sense which rallied everyone to the revolution. Um, and then he went and started the French Revolution. Isn't that fun? <laughs> he was just like, fuck it, let's go. Um, I know the name. I know a few things about him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's worth a read. Of what you're but talking the, about. Uh, the real tragedy is he had to be buried at night um, in an illegal burial in America, and only six people attended his funeral. Why is that? He was the founding father because he wrote The Age of Reason. So, what's his significance outside of that book um, for you? Outside of that book? For you, just in general. Just in general. I love Thomas Paine because Thomas Paine, I always think of uh, Bob Dylan's Chimes of Freedom. Mm. And uh, he gives this line where instead of saying that somebody was behind their time, he says they're ahead of their time. No, uh, vice versa. Instead of saying he's uh, like the, the pity of Thomas Paine is that he was so far ahead of. Like, we're all still headed towards a world he aimed to shape. Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, he gave a speech when they beheaded the king in France. And actually, he was uh, sentenced to death for his speech. But luckily for him, the person uh, tasked with marking the cells that day made the mark on the inside of the door instead of the outside. Can so you explain he, that a little further? Uh, well, it's pretty simple when they were putting people to death during the, what did they call that? After the French Revolution, the, oh my God. Either way, this blood's in the sentence. Um, reign of terror, that's it. During the reign of terror in the French okay. Revolution, they were just putting people to death. And, uh, what they would do is the guy, he wore a mask, he was part executioner, part just, his name was probably Timmy. And uh, he looked on the list, and if your name was on the list, he'd put an X on the outside of your door. But when he got to Thomas Paine's cell, he ended up putting it on the inside of the door. So the people who were supposed to execute him never saw it, but he saw it. Um, And he was put to death for a speech because he advocated to not kill the king of France, to not do the reign of terror, to not fill the streets of Paris with the blood of the monarchy. And his... (laughs) His reason was pretty simple. He was like, people are going to come after us. 
there's going to be a time past where we are and they're going to look to us for an example. And our example should not be just vengeance and the execution of our enemies. Based on what you're saying, I find that to be respectable. It was it was a, a nice brilliant. Foresight. I actually read the speech. It was Based a, solely on what you've said. Yeah, no, I mean it's a it's a brilliant speech. You sh- couldn't look into it. I oh, I have the book. You should look into it, Thomas Paine. But well, he also wrote the Age of Reason, which got him in a lot of trouble. Well, the first thought I have with that is that a lot of times nowadays we want to live very reactionary. You know, something right. happens and we want to do something, and when nobody thinks about. You know, we're always looking back on those before us, but we never think about people looking back on us. Well, like... That's quite interesting. I'm... I refuse to follow the example that was set before me. Which is I refuse, which is... You remember when we were like, maybe Iraq isn't such a good idea, and they were like, shut up, you're just on the computer all the time, you're idiots, you don't know. Well, for me, it was that... You know, anybody was against it. My argument for it as a child who didn't know any better, or I mean, a lot of adults too, was well, they have weapons of mass destruction, which I mean, nuclear war, right? Nobody right. wanted to, I didn't want to die over something. I was like, I don't even know these people. I don't I know anything well, about like, this. Why did the they hurt thing. us? I'm not going to follow the examples of a bunch of people who were suckered. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember how the Patriot Act passed? Yes, I do. Yeah, you remember what it passed in the Senate? What do you mean what it passed? Like the vote? Yeah. No, I couldn't tell you that. that. You, you know what it is? That? I do. What is it? 99 to 1. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Based on the time well, they implemented it, they definitely eh. took advantage of a situation. You bet. But who was the one is the question, Carmen. That is actually a very good question. Who was it? it I'm sure won. you know. I, I hope you know. I do know. Who was it? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Interesting. I respect the shit out of him for that alone. Like that. Well, you know why I can believe that right off the bat is that Bernie Sanders, even though I disagree with him, has stayed consistent. Whereas the people I thought I liked, right. I look at them now and I'm like, I don't know why I voted for you before. I don't know why. I'm like, you're not the person I voted for. You're not the, you know. Dude, it blows uh, and my mind. And just in 10 years of being part of the politics. Yeah, know, but it's America. not even politics anymore, man. It's money. Like, you realize. Money is so much money is power. These people have money. No, it, no, no, no. You, it is money. The judges, the election of judges in the United States. Um, the last time it went around, the candidate who spent more money won a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, far reach. Here, here's the thought I had recently to just show you where my mentality of politics is. I was actually thinking, what would be easier to win the lottery or to get elected into politics? Because both of them equate to to no physical labor and both of them pay you more than what you deserve. Carmen? And so I was thinking, would it be easier to get elected into a, uh, you know, as a public official or to win the lottery? And public official seems better. So I was like, I wonder, and this was just a stupid daydream I had while doing a job that was monotonous that I wasn't happy with. But it it, takes a hundred signatures. A lot of it's silly. That's it. Well, to win, I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about local. I'm talking about these guys that are making a couple hundred grand a hundred signatures to, to is do the nothing. first step. And what it seems to be nothing. That's it. It's a hundred signatures. You get a hundred signatures and I promise you a white man in a suit is a key to every door. No, I don't sign on to the whole white man, <laughs> black man thing. No, neither I look do I. As, no, as people as people. I made the same point earlier. It's just that. I hate the racist the only conversations oppression. going on now. The only oppression is economic oppression. I get so frustrated. I agree with you. I have this. I don't have an accent. Do you understand what you just said is very controversial? 
Yeah, fuck him. I don't, I'm not here to sell you anything. What are you going to do? Cancel me? No, no, no one knows where I work. Listen, Carmen. this is a place to, for everybody to be canceled. Carmen. No, the reason I say that is because I, if I'm to put you in a box, which I know you don't want to be in one, but if I was going to put you in a box, okay. it would be on the left side of the aisle. Yeah, sure. If you need to put me in a box, I, go I don't need boxes. to. I don't need to. Tiny houses. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Weeds. <laughs> No, 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 way, way well, back. Well, Weeds is where I learned that song okay, from. Okay, yeah, no, song. I know the the one lady's foot. No, that's like yeah, 1946 or something. Houses, right? They all go to college. I love that song. And they go to university. Yeah, 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 yeah. All get put in boxes and they come out all the same. Yep. Yeah. That show. And his doctors and was his pretty lawyers. Good. That show yeah. was pretty good at exposing a lot of nonsense going on in the country, too. It's yeah, a, that I show mean, doesn't, again, doesn't even get referenced nowadays, but that show was big impact on the country. I'm sure. Huge. I'm going to write a show instead of called Friends. It's called Coworkers. Nobody really likes each other, and it's all really ambiguous. So, The Hi. Office. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean real American work, not salesmen. Fuck you, salesmen. Mm, okay. <laughs> No, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, hey, I know. something I've been trying to bring up, and we keep keep going away is God. I mean, we we have your Jesus on God, the cloud here. No, I'm not trying. To I want to know. I'm just no, no, we, no. I'm not saying you're trying to. We just keep getting side sidetracked because it's not as interesting as the other stuff. I'd rather talk. For about, me, there's nothing more interesting than God. I'd rather talk about the fact that people so, are suffering, and that maybe we could all just do like a little bit. Like I have this one friend, and she swears by it, and I'm. I get so lifted up when she brings it up, but if just 10% of us did 10% better, the world would be a beautiful place to live in. Like, stop trying to do it all. Like, if right. 10%, I'm willing to do 10% better. Here's where I, here, here, here let, me, let me give you this example of, like, when I hear that 10%. stuff, my thought. I agree with a lot of those things. Yeah. But what do you do when 9% wants to do it, or 8%, or 7 or 6 or 5 You don't get to say... It's not working out the way I thought it did, so I have to abandon but my convictions. No, but you it's know what happens? Good enough. Two things either happen. Either what you just claimed, right, or what you just stated, or the opposite, which is authoritarian, which says, hey, 10% has to. It's like, well, what 10%? Why right. do you get to choose? Well, But these are the, th- that's a very dulled down version of a lot of these bigger ideas and how they are going to be implemented, and none of them are good for people. Did you feed me whiskey on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I did. I know. I didn't you don't have, have much. Have anymore. Been... I'm gonna put it over here. It's me now. No, no, no. I'll probably have more. I just. I normally don't get tricked into these conversations. I'm so good at not having them. I accidentally had one of these conversations at work yesterday, and I regret it. Me and my coworker didn't talk for hours. She was so upset. Well, a politics conversation. Yeah, she was like, yeah, because I said young people are kinder than they were ten years ago. I do think young people are a little bit kinder. They're a little. Less willing, like they're they're still little assholes. Like no one's the whatever. They get a chance to be assholes. We were fucking assholes. I, I was. remember stories about shoes. Like you know what I mean. Like everybody gets to be an asshole. But I think they're kinder in general than like maybe we were. And this lady took such exception to it. And I forgot that I'm never supposed to bring up my feelings on ageism in public. We didn't talk for hours. I'm like yeah, fuck old people. I hate old people, Carmen. Well, then why are you adopting old people? Because my hatred, as you say, my hatred isn't as important as the fact that well, I don't. Wait, why get do you the, hate old people? Wait, because they're the goddamn worst. Like, how dare you look down on me? Fuck you. Who said you they're looking down on you? Sold my future. Because have you seen how I live my life? <laughs> 
Yeah, Have but... you ever explained how I live my life to an adult? Everybody does a little head shake. Earlier, I think you said something about wanting to protect old people. No, no, no. I just, um, I'm not willing to say, I'm just not willing to follow their example. I'm not willing to do the same thing that they did. And to. just write off people who about. disagree with me. I'm willing to say that there is a better example and that I can do better. Like, I can't hate old people unless I can do better. So I'll do better and I'll be kind to everyone that I come across. Except for old people. No, even old people. I'm kind to old people, but I fucking hate them. And I've done really good at picking out the right old people because the ones that I do know why I hate them and they understand it. And they're like, that's fair. So give me an example. Uh, An example of that bird that I work with. um, Because it's all birds and cats. No one has names. Um, This older bird that I work with, like I said, she was struggling. And... uh, (coughs) Somebody brought her up and you're like, you hate old people. What about her? And I was like, she understands why I hate her. And like, I did double check with her later in the day. I was like, you do know, right? Like you guys who were just so okay with the world trade organization, you guys who were so okay with this stuff. And why then, do you think they were okay with it? Just because, because it, was it happened? happened. Let me, let me ask you this. So abortion is something that I think about this on. I despise it. I think it's all murder. Sure. All of it. Sure. Even somebody who's raped, I that to me is a horrible situation all around. And I know that's said callously, but I don't have time to get into crying about somebody being raped. But I, you have to take my word for it that I don't like that. I'll which take I your th- word for okay, it. Okay, thank you. Um, however, that child, I think, has value. And it, it's one of the saddest things in the world to me. But I often wonder what my children will think about it. I believe that at some point in my future, it's possible for abortion to be looked at as the travesty of our generation. And just because I'm old and I lived through a time that abortion was being taken place and being talked about as a positive thing for society, I hope deeply that young people at that time don't look at me and think, I hate you because you lived through a time when abortion was being loved, when you don't even know the amount of effort I've put into ending it. And I don't mean that I put in a ton, but I mean, you, you you just don't know. You don't know my position on it. So you don't know the position on these people. It's taking an assumption. And here's the thing. Their body is an, is an unwilling participant in letting you know their age, if, if that makes sense. You know, you can't hide your age. You can't hide these things. That's It's, it's not something they have control of. They might be on the same level as you in their mentality, but their body says differently in your eyes. So, right. So you're seeing them as a way where you're prejudging them. No, I mean, you can't judge a book by its cover, and you can't get mad at these kids. They're just fucking kids, man. How are they supposed well, just to be like, better? Yeah, but why don't you feel like that on the opposite end of the people that are older than you? I do, and that's why I take them under my wing. So how can but, you hate or love? I, I guess I'm trying to understand, and also can, for everybody listening— <laughs> Do you hate people? You love them? A lot of it seems contradictory, our conversation. No, here. I don't see why I can't do both. Um, I do, Like, I hate old people. So I was Instacarting this one time, right? And I almost punched this lady. Boy, I almost punched this lady. She was the fucking worst, man. But I gave her shit. And, like, I've never... I was so proud of myself for how appalled she looked at me. You know? Because I'm there Instacarting. And it was during, like, the early days. Like, don't get me wrong. Carmen, I promise you. I can get in and out of the Wegmans in Ocean Township, New Jersey, 
faster than any other human being if you give me a list. I know where everything is in that store. There are people that get paid six figures a year to know things about the Wegmans in Ocean Township, New Jersey. But you want to know something? I know it better than them day and fucking night. I even know what day they get their shipments and what days you shouldn't Instacart. Don't Instacart on a fucking Tuesday. They do the produce overnight. And it's just, it's not good, right? So, like, I know these things. And this lady was watching me do it. And it was before I knew these things, right? I was struggling. I cried in the Wegmans a lot when I started Instacarting. It was hard. I'm like, I don't know what this food is. Don't ask me for a turnip. I had to ask a grown adult what a turnip was. <laughs> it was embarrassing, you know? But I'm Who's ordering like, turnips on Instacart? All right, never dude, mind. Dude, you'd never be mind. surprised, man. This one lady yelled at me about watermelons once. But that's not the point. The point is, I'm the, I got two carts and I'm struggling and this lady's looking at something I have in the one cart. And she's like, oh, that looks good. And I was like, lady, I can't afford this food. And she's like, you're shopping for somebody else? I was like, yep. She's like, that sounds horrible. It sounds just awful. And I was just like, well, my parents didn't bomb the rest of the industrial world so that I could buy a house with a high school diploma. So, yeah, that's... That you must think my life is ridiculous because of what I have to do because my parents didn't bomb the rest of the industrial world. So what what um what instead, responsibility do you hold? Instead. Yeah, but what responsibility do you hold? What responsibility? I, listen, do I'm I saying hold? I want you. To, I want to remind you. I know where you came from. Uh, when, and I don't want to talk about it on here. Is that is I don't think it's is a rough spot in the world. I know where you came from. Right. Okay. Just from talking. I haven't experienced it, but I know where you came from. You also are your own individual now at this sure. point. So at some point, your responsibility takes place. Yeah, no, I have. It's all right, all right. Hi, Wesley Oxanen. Listen, this is the last question. We're going to pull back into the religion because I'm going to hold you to the fire yeah. to answer me on that because I do want to have that conversation with you. But do you think that you hold any responsibility at this point in your life in the way things are going? Sure, man. And I'm not saying you're 100% no. to blame. I'm not trying no, to no, 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 no. I have responsibility but... to hold to the standards that I have set forth for myself. Um, I do have a responsibility to satisfy my own standards. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Sometimes it's just fucking annoying man it's like you know i don't want to i don't want to do those things i don't want to let somebody merge even though like we've all been waiting in line asshole and you're just like oh they were waiting in line for where i need to go what do you know you know i don't want to just let them go are you egging me on to rant because i'll rant no, for an I'm hour not. on that no <laughs> <laughs> i know i hate it too and yeah, like it's, it's the worst it's so disappointing you know in europe they have the zipper law where, like, cops will sit out. And, like, I tried to make it to a Jets game once. And I missed the entire first quarter because instead of it going down to two lanes, everyone's like, it's seven lanes now. And it's just seven lanes trying to merge into one because everyone thought that they were more important than everybody else. So, yes, I have a responsibility. That's a thought I often have for myself is that you're not more important than them. Yeah, no, I, again, that... It humbles me. My beautiful Polish boyfriend. Me. I love that guy. I'm so goddamn thankful he came through my life, man. 
And uh, yeah, last time I talked to him, I was very thankful to have that reminder. He was like, "Is this a relationship you're in?" No, no, no. Okay. He's just he's, just he was. I know he, him, and I. As soon as we started talking, is like we were friends for twenty years. Um, and I was I just joked a lot because mm-hmm. of how much we worked together because. Every bird in the world was like, he's amazing. Do you see his ponytail? <laughs> his accent? He's perfect. And I was like, get away, bitches. He's mine. <laughs> um, but he, he was like, bro, you're very special. As special as everyone else. So you just remember that. <laughs> you it's know? An, yeah. Don't interrupt me. I won't interrupt you. You're as special as everyone else. Everyone's got problems. Everybody got a story. Yeah, you know where I come from. Everybody got a story. It don't matter how we yeah, got well, some here. Some stories are a little bit more boring than others. Can yeah, we- <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's all well and fine. You can't hold or somebody simpler. accountable for that. You know, right. I had no, a that's, problem. That's kind of my point too. Let's get to God then. So here's where it is. I had this well, problem with this okay. one family, yeah. where I had to decide how to treat. Uh, one of the children, uh, some of the adults had done me wrong in a way that I'm willing to stand by. Like, there aren't very many people uh, in this world I'm willing to say I'm better than 100%. Like, but this one family, like, I can imagine myself doing a lot of horrible, horrible things, but I can never imagine looking a 16-year-old in the eye and saying, you're a distraction to God's plan. Like, you're an evil fucking person, I wouldn't get my socks wet if you were drowning in a puddle. You got to you got to elaborate on that for me. <laughs> was that said to you? That was said to me. Yeah, I was kicked out of a church that way once for dancing. And they said, "You're dancing while we're playing music is a distraction to God's plan." Well, did they say to God's plan because it's a little bit Yeah, no, no, no. That's say, it's, but... it's that quote. She had it all written down. I bet it's in a filing cabinet somewhere. I <laughs> I would say that if you went to a place... I hope it's in a filing cabinet. If you're going to damn my fucking soul, no, you better hold on to the paperwork. I would say on the in the interest of human beings and not God himself, but in the interest of human beings that, yes, if you went to a place of a bunch of people that were more uncomfortable to act like that and you were acting like that, yes, it would be a distraction. I mean, but for me, somebody whose tag is sticking out of the back of the shirt and I'm not sitting in the front row is a distraction to me. So, like... Carmen, it's, do you remember what it's like to be a 16-year-old? I, I, could Some you aspects. imagine looking at a child? Because, see, the reason they kicked me out of church is because they were mad that they couldn't kick my parents out of the church because my parents were doing some fucked up shit and everybody knew about it and they wanted to take action against my parents. But the problem was the best-kept secrets is the one everyone knows. So even though everybody knew my parents were doing some fucked up shit, nobody talked about it. And they didn't want to take action against people, so instead they took me, it out on little sixteen-year-old. Let me let me let me take this a different direction because I don't. I, it's not that I don't. Well, yeah, I don't care about any of those things. I for the for the sake of my what I want to get out of this conversation, right? Unless you want to go down that route. But my thought and like what I'm curious about in this in this conversation while I have it here isn't about people. I want to know you and God. Do you have any thoughts? When you're alone, when you're having a hard time, when you're crying at night, or you know those those points that we all reach at some point, right? Does God ever enter your mind? If He does at some point, which I imagine it does, what does that look like to you? What do you What are your thoughts towards that? Because I need to find a base of where we can go from here to, for other questions, but I don't know anything of your thoughts on God. Okay, 
I'm just going to touch on that people last aside. story for a second. Go for it. Yeah, I yeah, just wanted sorry. to point out my point of all of that is that... Because people suck. Even though I have that disagreement with that person, I had to decide whether I should hate their kids or not. Because I, I was in a world where their kids also interacted. And I thought, I can't be better than them if I was just as shitty as them. Mm. So you can't hold kids accountable for the sins of their parents. Because that's what was done to me, you know, and I can't be like, that was a shitty thing to do and then do it just the same. Um, my views about God, I'll tell you this funny story. I was at work once and my one boss, I just make him laugh because I'm really open about my life. You know what I mean? Like, come arrest me. Put me in handcuffs. <laughs> like, come do it. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, and uh, he's a religious person. He's very religious. Very religious. And uh, it's one time. It was a Jewish holiday. And I said, you know, have a good weekend. Really enjoy the holiday. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And he got up on his high horse so quick. I'd have got altitude poisoning. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I don't think I could ever do anything you wouldn't do. You know what's real funny about that, Garmin? <laughs> He went home and did the one thing I won't do. He prayed. <laughs> I've drawn a line in my life. I don't, I refuse hope and prayer. I've been in some tight situations. My hope. Uh, because if you live in hope, you're dancing to a terrible tune. You know? I don't know. <laughs> I gotta say, I disagree uh, with you on that. It was just fine. <laughs> For me, hope is what drives me, man. No, hope is man, hope, hope and, of a better future, hope of my kids having something like that I didn't. I mean, these are the not, things that keep me going. That's not hope. Those are things that you're putting effort into to make sure that they come true. Like luck is that's just hope. No, that's hope. Yeah, listen, hope is de- right, we could look it up if you want, but hope is is believing in something that I have not seen, like or believing that something can reach a potential. Right, and I'm saying this. I don't know. If this is the actual definition but for me. Hope is, is is striving towards something or leaning on something in hopes that it will reach a potential that I am desiring. Right, I'm hopeful of. Yeah, no, this I. Outcome. It's like okay, so there's this one point in my life that was real rough. I was 16. I was living in a welfare motel. And have you ever checked out the channel selection on a welfare motel TV? It was the weirdest shit ever, bro. There were two Korean channels. Three Spanish channels and a Chicago channel? I don't know how that happened, but there was a channel from Chicago. I was once an hour early for work because they're an hour behind and I was looking at the TV time. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh shit, I gotta get to work. Nice. And uh, they used to play a lot of Scrubs. So, like, unfortunately, the TV show Scrubs had a big impact on me. It's a good show. And uh, I'll never forget when the janitor, whose name was never revealed, uh, pokes in on the bathroom on Sarah Chalk. And he goes, you know, my grandma used to always say, time spent wishing is time wasted. And I concur with that. I don't remember what the punchline was. I know yeah. he was getting the punchline. I mean, wishing and hoping, I think, are two different no, things. No, they're the same thing. I, there's, I, I wish that, like I said, I tried to find the book. I couldn't find it. It's somewhere to in To me, books. wishing is based not on reality, but on your own inner thoughts, whereas hope is based on both. It's both... I'm, watching reality and hoping that it heads or, or desiring it for it to head and seeing potential for it to head in a direction and then calling it hope of it reaching that. Now, see, it's which is the mentality that. of I, 
of assuming that I the possibility is there. Got a tattoo recently. It's very cute. This is when the hammer and sickle was it? No, no, no. This is the little. Which I'm, I'm bringing that up this, later. More, do you more like it? Was is that real? Yeah, that's real. Do you like it? <laughs> Show that up to the camera when this one turns red. Do you like <laughs> it? <laughs> it's cute, right? Yeah, I got funny. it. And there's this psychopath. This fucking psychopath. Who has a matching one? If you miss that, it's a little smiley face on your finger. It's the size of the fingers hurt, dude. My kids just found out I have lightsabers no. on my fingers. Bro, I was on. You ever see these little guys? My kids keep trying to fight me with them. They didn't Is hold... it fu- more fun to give finger guns under those? I don't know. I've never actually given. Let me ready. No. Yeah, I know it really. It's works. more like when I'm sitting here like this with my fingers, and I could just uh, Is that have, a little, have a little lightsaber. Are you doing Illuminati? No, I'm doing a lightsaber battle. You doing you doing Illuminati triangles? No. My son recently goes up and he puts like a triangle <laughs> out of nowhere, puts like a triangle over his eye, and he goes, "You don't know what this is." I was like, "I don't think you know what that is. What did the you, are you doing?" Did you tell him Rocka for life? Or he life? did that? Yeah, he yeah. did this. He goes over his head. Yeah. I don't know where that came. It's totally sidetracked, but I have no idea where that came from. Big Pimpin. Yeah, Big Pimpin. <laughs> I have no idea where it came from for him. But no, let's go back. I told you I'd hold you to the fire on this. I, I understand you're giving me examples of people that are, are, are crappy or people that you disagree no, with. No, no, no. I'm saying that, like, for myself, I won't allow prayer and I won't allow hope. I was bringing up this tattoo because I was oh, so right. embarrassed, man. So, like... What tattoo is it? <laughs> this silly smiley face. Oh, the smiley I got right it. Here. I was on a lot of drugs. It was a lot of fun. I went dancing. I did a lot of dancing. Was this at a place where other people oh were dancing? Oh my god, yes, other people were dancing. Okay. It was so much fun. Um, there were lights. It was adorable. It was cute. It was my birthday. So it was all a lot of fun. And I got a matching tattoo with this psychopath. I'm a, she's the one who gave me the glasses. My pink fun glasses. The very she gave them to me to complete my outfit on the Super Bowl night. And like this little bird gives me a little bit of hope for the future. And unfortunately, because the drugs I was on right before the tattoos were done, like I, pr- I'm almost positive. I said it to her. Like the only hope for the future I'm willing to have is out of the now. So I'm willing to do whatever I can in the now to make it so that there can be hope for the future. Like, I'm not hoping that the future will just be better. Like, that's the dumb... Like, that's wishing. Be like, I hope the future's going to be better. It's dumb. It's really dumb. For me, wishing is based without evidence, and hope is based on evidence. That, that's, to me, that's I, the big difference. And again, and I maybe wish, I'm wrong. I wish I would have found the book, because I wanted to reread it before, before talking with headphones on my face. Um... Because Camus makes a distinction between faith and belief. And I wish I remembered the argument. I wanted to refresh on the argument because it's like I I audited a college class once. And the guy goes, what's the problem with religion? I was like, oh, fucking, I can't even grow a beard. What do you got? <laughs> and he's like, they're all based on faith. What's the problem with faith? I still can't grow a beard. What do you got? And he's like, you can't have faith in a fact. And I went, ooh. That might be a problem. Well, it's like belief, too. I, I, I know. The distinction the is made. Belief. This, this one fella, he Which makes a better words are argument important. than I can make. I understand. But, but a uh, lot of these things are well thought out to I'm manipulate 
reality to push somebody in in with an agenda driven could thought. be listen i am willing to stake any kind of reputation i have on camu i've read a, i i camu is a book camu is a french philosopher okay uh yeah, albert camu he won he was the youngest person to win the nobel prize um his work on absurdism was outstanding um, absurdity being where man's wishes and reality intersect. It's real cute. You want to be all this? Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. So where does this where does this go with God? Because I guess what I, I want to know is like, do you? Be, I, I'll just flat ask you: Do you believe there is a God? Do you believe you were created? Do you believe you're going somewhere when you die? And if so, what does that look like? I don't concern myself with where I go when I die. Did you ever? Probably, Because I went through a phase with that where I was very concerned about dying. And Um, I think we all have a point of that. I think it's a little bit tougher the deeper into poverty you go. Um, So for me, the harder times, the more I think about that stuff. I wasn't concerned where I was going when it was like when you, I don't know. It's sort of like how I said when after that one job, nothing feels like work. Mm-hmm. Like after you die to a certain point, it's fine. What was this terrible job? <laughs> Did we work it together? <laughs> and some secrets stay the same. Okay. Um, but All right. Yeah. Just I, it's all birds and cats, and I would just not. I try not to interrupt people or hurt people if I have a chance, you know, and on the off chance that saying anything specific on that matter might hurt the feelings of people I love, because love's the worst. I hate it. We've <laughs> been burned by it. Yeah, no. Can we agree with that? No, love's the worst. It's the one thing I wouldn't wish on anybody. Oh, it's the worst. There are only two tragedies in this world, friend. Have your heart's desire and to lose it. I, you know, (laughs) you and I probably have an interesting or or similar perspective on that. Um, But I know that I know that my perspective on love is tainted based on on heartaches I've experienced. I experienced nothing but heartaches. Um up until my marriage. So I'm still after seven, eight years of, of being with my wife, still trying to comprehend what this is because I didn't know anything of it prior to this. All I knew was heartache. All I saw right. represented to me was heartache. Um, David and Lisa are the only love that I ever saw in my life prior to my own. I and I still don't know how to experience it. I don't know how to react to it. So let me tell you the story, Carmen. Yeah. Because you brought up David and Lisa. Yeah. You remember that time we were going to go see Lisa together? We didn't go. Why I wanted to like... Why does that ring a bell? When she was sick. It was when I bought that car. And the only reason we didn't go was because of the DMV. And I wanted to go and halfway yeah, okay. apologize to her. Yeah. Say like, yeah, I wasn't the best. But also that was a lot of shit to take out on a 16-year-old boy. For Christ's sake. But we never got to do that. And I felt bad about that after she died. I was like, I really wish I would have maybe even just written a letter. And I felt bad until Halloween night, 2021. Do you know that story? Mm -mm. You don't know that story? So for Halloween, 2021, that's when I got the shirt. Eric bought me the shirt that night in Los Angeles. We were in Los Angeles. 
Do you know who else was in Los Angeles? Hmm. Adam Meredith. Really? I shit you not. Did you see him out there? So He's been on here. So uh, Lisa had just died, and Adam wasn't feeling so great about some things. And he calls Eric at random, not knowing Eric was in Los Angeles. And Adam's like, man, I'm just like, I'm in Los Angeles, and like, I'm alone. Like, I just love someone to talk to. And Eric's like, are you kidding? I'm in Los Angeles. This Grateful Dead concert that we were just there for had just let out. And that night, that was one of the best nights of my life, man. I had so much fun that night. And I just can't believe... It really is all as random as a wave because Adam Meredith just showed up and we all ate cheesesteaks on the street and did a little nitrous. (laughs) So I I felt bad for the longest time after she died for like a real minute. I was like, I really wish I would have said that stuff. But then just how Adam popped up there, I was like, you know what? It's okay. That's fair. That is more than a coincidence. I believe that things like that are orchestrated. That's what I'm saying. So thank you, Jerry. Um, So seeing that things are orchestrated, do you think that there's something that is at play here that's larger than all of us? What's the Epicurean Paradox? Tell me. No. Do you know? No, I don't. You don't know the Epicurean Paradox? It's like, it's a really old question. And it says, if God is all-knowing, then he knows the evil's going to happen and he does nothing. If God's all-seeing, he sees the evil's happening and chooses to turn a blind eye. If he's all-powerful, he knows the evil's going on and chooses not to intercede. So. I think the Bible answers all of those things. Well, see, the problem with the Epicurean paradox is that it predates the Bible, my friend. That's the problem. Because way before Jesus and all that shit. <clears throat> well, if a and, question is asked and answer is given, does it matter which one came first? Yes, because you have to have all the options. And that's where the problem comes in for the Epicurean paradox. Because Epicurus puts out there three possibilities. There's and one. I don't know that that's older. I'm just taking a word on that. There's yeah, okay. that's fine. Google me, bitches. Um, hi, Wesley Oxon. I don't trust Google. <laughs> All right, bang I, me. <laughs> just kidding. Bang <laughs> me, baby. Um, he says there can be purpose, luck, or randomness with our help. So, like, if it's all random, that doesn't let you off the hook. I'm willing to say that it's all random. It's as random as a wave. Have you ever taken LSD and just watched the sun go through the water and you're just like, oh. Yes, I have. Sit on the beach. It's just as random as a wave. It's just it. And I'm okay with that. Like, so you if, think there was there was n- nothing but randomness that you and Adam and Eric were out in Los No, Angeles but together? I think that there's such a thing as randomness with, with our help. You know what I mean? Like, I think that we are all responsible... To a certain degree, you know, to what we put out into the universe. And I try to be cognizant of that, you know. So do you believe and in God? Do I believe in God? No. No. Is this one of those things, and, and I'll stop pressing on it if it is, is do you just not think about it? Or do you think about it and you've come to a conclusion no, where you, I have, you actively don't? I have thought about it. I actively don't. I think the best thing I ever did for myself was to purge myself of Christian ideas. Because they were pretty deeply ingrained in me, you know? And, like, it is a Christian idea to just wait for someone to save you. And that's disappointing because that cost me a couple of years. That's annoying. Well, I don't um, know if... I don't I don't feel that as a Christian waiting for anybody to save me. 
Um, but it's also like I realized this one day because I don't care about global warming. Just kill me, guys. Just do it. I don't care. But I'm going to say something else. I'm cutting <laughs> in again. I'm cutting in again, and I'm saying this with love. And I'm curious just because it's something I'm picking up on. You know, I know outwardly I picked up on that you seem much more happy than past times I've seen you. But a lot of the stuff you're saying seems like you maybe are in a rough, more rough patch than I've ever seen you in. Yeah, it's don't try to reconcile it. Yeah, it's real rough. I'm just curious because I I love you. I mean, I've known you for so long and I care about you and I've chosen to stay in your life and I'm glad you've chosen to stay in mine. Yeah. And and I mean that genuinely concerned. I'm just curious. So much Connor Oberst. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I re-listened to Ruminations this week. It holds up, boy. Makes me sad, but it holds up. Yeah. Powerful being. life Life is really hard. Life is really hard no matter how you do. And if you choose... If you choose to be different, it's not even like it's a choice. That's what bothers... Like, yes. Yeah, it's my choice. But also... Come on, man. I didn't stand a chance. I didn't stand a chance. Have you met my parents? Have you met their parents? I didn't stand a chance, boy. I used to think like that. Uh, I used to think like that. Seriously. I mean, looking at my past, being physically, sexually abused for for years on end and ending up in juvenile detention center over and over, arrested as an adult over and over. I mean, I I never thought I'd be where I'm at. I don't even know how I still I still don't get it. The only thing that changed is my perspective on things. That's it. Yeah, no, I mean that's real fair. Like my perspective uh, same thing the last couple again, you And have, I'm not trying to tell you, hey, you have to live my life. I'm just right. communicating no, what changed for me. It's funny for me because like you have your religion, I have mine, and I I know it sounds so corny to call the dead of religion. But well, also, no, it makes perfect sense. Religion is man-made. Uh, you put something that's structured in front of you, and you're choosing to follow it. Dude, it's it. like that guy in Atlanta who just kept hugging me, complete fucking stranger, just kept hugging me and going, bro, this is what church is supposed to be. <laughs> like, it's a little bit of a... And it's changed my perspective on a lot of things. Like, I no longer think about the good and the bad in those definite terms, you know? Everything has to have, like, a cycle, you know, like you need the good and the bad just as much. Like everything has a part and you get to choose to a degree. Like you have a part to play and you get to choose how you play it. So like, I get it that I'm a little bit of a clown. Hi, Wesley Oxanen. Um, (laughs) Like to a lot of people, I'm mostly just a clown. And like, I get that part, but I think that the clowns have a purpose too. And that, Maybe it's not all as serious as everyone's making it out to be. And if we all just pumped the brakes for a second, looked outside at our neighbor and went, oh, yeah, can I have a sandwich? Like, you know. So so what do you want, as, as we're wrapping things up here, would, um, what's a message you have for people listening? What What is something that if you, if you were able to change, I mean, you've talked about a lot of people just doing their small part. What do you, what do you think if, if you were to encompass that into like a couple, couple things, you know, what would you say to people if more people were listening? <laughs> oh, probably nothing, but also disappoint your parents. Hi, Wesley Oxanen. <laughs> um, aren't I fun? How long have we been talking? A little over three hours. Did I say anything dumb? 
out of curiosity. <laughs> I decided I decided just like fair game. Like let's play. I'll say crazy shit. Did I'll I say, say that the shit? I'll say that that is up to the perspective of those listening. Yeah. Did I sound drunk? That's the real question. No. Yeah. Did it sound high? I don't, I couldn't tell you. High. I've had I've had a bit myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me let me well let me ask you a different way. What is what is something that you would want to say that maybe you didn't get a chance to say while we were here talking? Let's see. I told you about Dave and Sonia, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, just that the conversation is really boring with politics because it's been the same question since the Napoleonic Wars. It's just a uh <clears throat> do you want chaos or order? Like, if you want liberty, you have to be willing to have chaos. And if not, the answer is order. And order is fascism. So, like, it's not as interesting as everybody acts. Everybody acts like it's, like, this big thing and now, now, now. But, like, we've been having this conversation for, like, two, three thousand years. It's really old, guys. We can get past it. Okay, we got to have a little bit of chaos and a little bit of order if we all just work together. It's okay. You're not a threat. You can be different and not be a threat, you know? I, I agree with a lot of things you said here, and I disagree with a lot of things you said here. Yeah. Um, I just don't know I what I've that, said here is the problem. <laughs> well, you'll have a chance to go back. I don't want to. Hi, Wesley Exxon. And <laughs> nice. All right. Well, if if you're good, I'm good with that. I don't I don't really want to push too much more. I, I would be curious to have you come back on in maybe a year or so and, and see kind of where where you've landed if anything's changed or not, because what you're, what you're doing is very experimental, right? It's all an experiment. So I'd be right? curious where you stand on a lot of these, these thoughts or as a person. I bet probably poorer. In the future, if you, wait, if you... can I try some jokes? Yeah. Let me hear some oh, jokes. Okay. Let's hear some jokes. Let's try some jokes. <clears throat> uh, this one always makes me laugh. Yeah. This one time I quit this job. Mm-hmm. So I had to clean out my locker, and I was cleaning out my locker, and I found a pair of pants, right? Like, who isn't psyched about that? Like, free pants. Um, But these pants, they had a note in them, and it was a list of jokes I had written down. And, like, you just write the joke down by just writing down the punchline, which can be a problem, right? And I was glad I found this list of jokes, because some of them were real good. Like, I wanted to remember, like, Bola 90. Like, that was a good note, you know? Like like bowling. Right, like bowling, right? Like, I was thinking maybe I'll get into sports, but then I remembered I'm not doing that. I'll just do, like, that, <laughs> you know? And whenever you, like... Have you ever talked to somebody who's into bowling? I mean, I was into bowling. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a scary thing to talk to them. And they're like, how many 300 you get? How many 300 you get? I'm not impressed. Bowling 90. Knock down nine pins for 10 frames, and then I'm really impressed with your skill. You know, I thought that was a good joke, you know, or like die doing what you love. Uh, I was listening to the radio this one time and they were like, this person died, but it's okay because they died doing what they love. And I thought, man, really depends who's describing that, (laughs) you know, like I want to be remembered as dying doing what I loved, but it just depends on who, like my grandmother wouldn't be able to do that, you know, he died doing what he loved. Disappointing his whole family. It's like, no, Grandma, I was doing other things. <laughs> but uh, the problem was I got to the, the end of the list, and I have the punchline, but I don't remember the joke. I have a few and of those a problem in my journal. Because it just says, anti-gay cats. <laughs> and what I really want to know is whether I'm against homosexual cats or whether these are cats that are against homosexuality. And I really need to know which one that is. It's a good joke, right? I hope you find yeah. that. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, it's a good joke. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, joke worked, right? It was it a little did. rushed, but it kind of worked. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, what are the jokes? Oh, let's see. Dead air, dead air. Um, no, I got other jokes. What are the jokes? Uh, any 9-11 jokes? Knock, knock. Who's there? 9-11. Who's 9-11 who? Nope, that's it. Um, all right, that was fun. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to end it now. I appreciate it. No, but seriously, dude, thanks for coming out. I do want you on in a year. If you're if you're open to come back, I would like to to get an update on on some things in your journey and see where you're at. Yeah, I've never done embarrassing myself. You might so, be yes. one day. Maybe. Is that done embarrassing myself? Yeah, I maybe. It. No. Nah. It's I don't think you've done anything embarrassing. You've been you've been yourself. You can't be embarrassed <laughs> by that. All right. Well, listen. Hey, everybody that's out there listening. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have anything that you want to say or reach out, you can reach out to us at deepfriedthoughtspodcast at gmail.com or on any of the social media platforms. I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, also, please be sure to go over and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you're not watching there already or if you are watching, please subscribe. It definitely helps us out. We are uh, working our way towards monetization, which can definitely help the podcast. So, uh I appreciate you guys who have done that so far and we'll continue to, to, uh, to move forward to help this be as, as best as possible, as most as entertaining as possible. So anyway, uh, I love you guys for listening. I love you guys regardless. Love you for coming on, dude. Vito, I love you, man. Thank you for coming on. Hi, Wesley Exxon. <laughs> hey, Wesley. Um, but with that, man, I guess, uh, I guess that's this it, man. This is fun. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you guys. Yeah. Bye. Deep fried thoughts, mmm, the best podcast. Deep fried thoughts. Don't worry, we're working on a better intro.